0: Ahoy
1: there, and welcome back to what passes for therapy amongst middle-aged men who never really grew out of the fascination of being able to swear freely and look at porn, talk until the joy is gone. And that's particularly fitting, given that we just spent 20 minutes bitching and moaning like old men. My name is Rooney, and I am probably the biggest nerd most people will ever meet. Not saying that to brag, I just think some people may have not realised or forgotten that fact. Here with me is the stumbling, mumbling bag of germs and slightly uncomfortable references that I call my co-host, Reggie. And because three weeks in a row of just us two is more than most people can stand, and we don't want to be the direct reason for anyone getting committed, we are joined by the podcast's humanising voice...
2: Ash. <laughs> he really is the humanizer voice uh-huh. of this podcast, right?
1: That's it. That's the only reason we do touch it here today is is to remind people that we are actually humans and just not it. the monsters that we appear.
2: It just started yeah. as like, I just need to get Ash on mic and then everyone will love him like we do and then that will really help us. But as the more we're doing, the more I'm like... <laughs> He brings us heart. <laughs>
0: He's the heart
2: of the podcast. Yeah. We're monsters and okay. he makes us slightly less
3: monster like saving those souls. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying desperately <laughs> two to save these YouTube degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I mean it's no mean
2: feat. No, it, it might I be mean, a lost cause,
1: but it's noble nonetheless. Maybe
2: let's say in ten years' time. <laughs> yeah. Right. You mm. could have put in like eight hundred sinks in the time it's gonna take <laughs> to redeem our souls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. So that, yeah, that's what I've been doing this morning, is putting in a sink,
3: and it has been unpleasant. And we've um, been moaning. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and yeah, we've just that. We did a good 20 minutes of moaning. Oh, yeah.
1: We, we, um, we have actually been here about 20 minutes, guys, and, and you, before the mic even turned on... We just sat here and bitched and moaned, and the drive up here, Reg and I were
2: bitching and moaning. Hundred percent, yeah. Stupid puddles everywhere. Now, puddles, stupid fucking puddles. <laughs> stupid cars. Oh shit, that's puddles. me. fucking cars are just a uh, endless voyage. You throw money, money into, <laughs> you don't get anything back. So we're all cheerful today. I've, I've been in a really good mood now. I've, I've purged. Well, I feel like we have talked and until the joy may have <laughs> left us the 20 minutes before nah, we started look at this we moan until the joy is we moan oh, until, we moaned until, until, the until the joy I'm talking until the joy just is like my exes <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> also I've only been awake 3 hours which is I'm completely discombobulated I know I'm going to be well confused when I come to go to bed tonight and my body's like what the fuck
2: are you doing you've only been awake 10 hours well Ooh. if you want to come to my house and watch Super Bowl you're more than welcome
1: no, I'm gonna heat up some wood screws and drive them into my scrotum. Oh, but come on, Usher's the halftime performance. <laughs> Usher's still a thing.
2: Yeah. Why don't they get
1: wow. uh, Why don't they get Tay Tay to do it? She's gonna be there in the stands, oh, isn't mate,
2: she? I can't wait for, for them to like put the camera on Taylor Swift every 30 seconds, <laughs> just because I know like, like fat middle aged men all across America <laughs> they're gonna be super happy. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. I can't. I really don't understand it. It's like it's not her fault she's literally just going to support her boyfriend yeah like she sits in a private box anyway <laughs> yeah not it's with the fans it's not like she's displaced somebody <laughs> yeah. like yeah it's like, like oh yeah it's, it's like- the cameramen and the producers that are constantly like the chiefs have done something quick let's see how Taylor feels let's about see our it Taylor responds to this. and everyone's like fuck Taylor Swift she's ruining football and I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> if anything she's just making it slightly less of a sausage pie. Yeah. <laughs> come on bros <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah go Chiefs smash them 49ers yeah what well, he said sports teams
3: sports they sports
2: hard at <laughs> 4am this morning uh, tomorrow morning tomorrow morning yeah I want to see Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes smiling that's what I want to see people but until then yeah yeah yeah, well he Words. said Patrick Mahomes is quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs Travis Can Kelsey Can I fall to fallback? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Travis oh, Kelce is the, is the Boom.
2: Here's one for you the tight end Oh, that, baby! That's currently banging Taylor
0: Swift
1: I was going to say the <laughs> tight end banging the tight end yeah. Well, I never <laughs> It's a match made in heaven <laughs> A match made in a private box <laughs> at the Super Bowl
2: <laughs> Wow <laughs> If anybody ever wants to make me the happiest man in the world, just a ticket to a Super Bowl would do it. Just throwing it out there. Who wants to make me the happiest man in the world? Just Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch any. I
2: don't want to watch sports games. I just want to fuck Taylor Swift. Rooney would even take Taylor Swift if you throw Travis Kelsey in as well. I mean, <laughs> if I have to get bummed by an American football player to fuck Taylor Swift, I'm down with that because he's far more attractive to me than me and, uh, <laughs> and we found out before before recording he doesn't want to bang me anymore so you know he's got yeah, his, got he's awesome. got, yeah he's got his sights set on somebody else now <laughs> talking about tv and banging i got a quiz banging oh. is it about tv it's about newsreader or porn star
0: oh <laughs> okay on. nice
2: yeah very good <laughs> For full disclosure, I scored five out of ten.
3: Are we going to use to use the tissue box again? Yeah. Are we going to go like team? Do you want to team it up, or do you want to go? I think
2: you versus? should go as a team. To yeah. be fair, yeah, yeah.
3: It, it does increase our chances. To be yeah. fair. Okay. How many? How many questions? I've got guys? enough
2: competition today. What with the Super Bowl, I don't. I don't need any more. How many? How many? How many? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Cool. Boom. Right. Ooh, that Number million- one. <laughs> Newsreader or porn star? Bobby Star. Sounds like an '80s
1: musician. <laughs> Sounds like an '80s porn star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Is it too obvious to be a porn star? Right, right. So it was Bobby Star. Bobby Star.
2: Bobby newsreader star. or porn?
1: Star? How's the name
3: spelled? Oh, that's yeah. There we go.
1: I'm not sure. If it's two R's. It? Well, I need to know whether it's male or female, and the spelling of Bobby will tell me that. B O B B I. Porn
2: star. You're correct. <laughs> 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 right, next. Yeah. Kylie Island. Newsreader Ky- Island. or porn star? I mean. It
1: doesn't sound very like porn star. No, anymore. I'm going to go news yeah, Newsreader. Newsreader.
2: Newsreader. <laughs> <laughs> really? Porn star. Oh.
1: Yikes. I'll be Googling some of like these when I go home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. or on Tuesday when you're editing you're like it took me six hours longer than that <laughs> <laughs> I Gosh, brain <laughs> so sore <laughs> number three Wolf Blitzer porn star or newsreader that sounds like a Fox newsreader yeah we yeah. got Wolf out in the field uh, yeah right yeah <sighs> ding 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 correct yeah there we go uh, number four Willow Bay porn star or newsreader that sounds so porn, porn star. star porn star uh-uh. uh. number five willie geist willie geist willie geist <laughs> newsreader or porn star if
1: that's a porn star that is the worst porn star <laughs> name ever
2: do you want to say newsreader then
1: yeah go newsreader
2: ding 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 correct fuck for that uh, number six mike horner <laughs> <laughs> newsreader or porn star <laughs> Come on, porn star. That's got to be porn star. Ding ding ding.
0: Um, will come in my corner. Yeah. What? <laughs> number
2: seven, crystal ball. Porn star. It's got to this be right. Be a porn star. It's got to be a porn star. Porn star. Uh-uh. Uh. News reader, Which her name is perfect for a newsreader right?
1: I mean, I, I said like uh, some kind of fortune teller, but yeah.
2: <laughs> Right, number eight. <coughs> Christy Canyon newsreader or porn star oh come on on. on. that's a porn star (laughs) ding 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 (laughs) Uh, number nine Becky Quick newsreader or porn star newsreader ding 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 yeah (laughs) finally (coughs) Lexington Lexington Steel porn star yeah (laughs) (laughs) even I got that one yeah (laughs) I was like wait I know that (laughs) name how many did you get Seven. Seven? Seven,
1: you suck,
2: boy! Beat me by two, to be fair, I hadn't slept all night and I was trying to eat breakfast, so. <laughs> <laughs> what, while, embarrassing, while embarrassing investigating? While investigating porn stars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while I was getting quizzed. <laughs> <laughs> but um aside from that, yeah, I think you've done pretty well. Seven's a pretty respectable that, score. Yeah. That's not
1: bad. Not bad at all, we know
2: our newsreaders. So the only time stars. That, that I've beaten you in, in one of these quizzes is when you're on your own. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I said, you know, double the brain power yeah, here.
2: Teamwork. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah dub, double, a, double, double, double yeah. nothing, right? Double, <laughs> one, <laughs> double time zero. Oh no, it's one, two times uh, five percent. Um, I
2: don't know, man. Uh, stop. Before we get into the next thing, has anybody done anything interesting with their week? Because I spent the majority of mine ill. <laughs> Chest vaguely reminiscent of like a couple of weeks ago this is yeah <laughs>
3: It's just ongoing. Yeah. i uh, no I've just been at work a lot this week that's all I've done uh, yeah, I spent no. four hours at, at forest school helping oh, really? out on Thursday morning <laughs> in what is arguably the worst <laughs> weather that forest school has ever had yes um, and I got not a lot achieved because I was there to build a storage shed and said shed arrived missing a part so that oh, was great useful. Um, so I was reading through the instructions while they were slowly disintegrating because <laughs> of rain. Um, but yeah, apart from that, i just done a lot of work this week. And that's been about it, really. So yeah, yeah.
1: I drove yeah. around to some old buildings yesterday afternoon. You did indeed. Yeah. Did you know, right, Princess Alexandra Hospital in Harlow, there is like this whole big fuck-off manor house in the middle of the hospital grounds. Is there? Yeah. I mean, I've been there. Palmer I've house. been there hundreds seen of times.
2: It. Where on the grounds?
1: Um, but if you're coming in, like so, say A and E is like the front yeah. left corner. Go to the back right corner. Ah. This massive fuck off man! Is it Manor part house. of the hospital, or is it like it's part of the hospital? And- it's not part of the hospital now. It was used apparently um, as a, a record storage office at one point. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was one of the one of the properties owned by the Arkwright family, but way back when. Um, yeah, it, it used to be used for it was training nurse training or something at one point as well, mm. and now it's just boarded up fenced off and just sat there like look this huge plot of land surrounded by all these ancient trees oh, and stuff man. right in the middle of the well, developers are clawing for that <coughs> yeah it's got to be like a national
3: trust i mean they shouldn't right? yeah oh, probably. i think
1: it's probably that's probably why it's I mean, not been torn yeah, down could so say, it's not could have listed kept the
3: square open and knocked that down instead but, you know <laughs> whatever well, we, we assumed it
1: would just be like this little like block house sort of thing there because well it can't be that huge like, you drive up to it, you see it through the trees, and it is a full-on, like, manor house with wings and all sorts on it. And it's just enormous. I
2: might actually have to
1: go and investigate that. Yeah, it's we went yesterday. Local, right, yeah. should be pretty easy. Amy, went, Amy got out and had a wander around, because we were talking about it during recording recording uh, thingy yesterday.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, she was like, well, we'll go and have a look this afternoon. I was like, yeah, okay. And then when we got there, I was like, well, I can't park here, because it's a staff only, and if I leave the car, I will get a ticket. 100%. Plus, it's hammering down with rain, and I'm not getting out of the fucking car. So she went off. We'd already been to where Northbrook's house used to be. Yeah. To see, because um, that was demolished and there's now houses. Was oh, it really? It's not there anymore.
2: No, it demolished it a few years back. Oh God, I went to so many parties as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work
1: there, my office was
2: upstairs.
1: And it was really funny because I found a um, urban explorer, <laughs> broke in there, sorry, um, entered there through. Accidentally. Accidentally, um, and was exploring the place just before it was demolished. And they went up to what was my office, and there was a poster that I'd printed out and had stuck up on the wall, was on the floor. And I was like, as they went in, I was like, oh God, I printed that fucking poster out! I was like, oh man! And they went in there and explored it all, and I got all nostalgic. And I was like, I want to go over there. And then I realised it's been demolished, and it's now fancy apartments. I'm
2: pretty sure I told this story on on Tartig once, <laughs> that we all um, we were all like, I don't know, 15, 16, mm. and we'd all obviously told our parents we're staying at this person's house and we didn't we just got hammered and tried to stay up all night and be out all night as you do when you're 15 as you do when you're
1: 15 seems like a good idea
2: and one of somebody we were with let called call him the man from Del Monte <laughs> broke in to Northbrook's house while we were all just drunk on the field next door <laughs> it was just like come on, come on we can go in so we all went in we started exploring and next thing I know somebody <laughs> had set it on fire
0: Oh uh, yeah no, yeah, I told that story right. Like, where, like
2: I felt like I turned around and there were like six seven foot flames blocking all but one entrance, and I was just like, "Fuck!" And I had to run away <laughs> as quickly as possible.
1: We were complaining about the lack of basements yesterday. Yeah, that place had a basement. Yeah. it was creepy as
2: fuck. I bet. Yeah, my house in Guildford, I, I remembered when I was driving home yesterday, the one I'd lived in in Guildford. Yeah, that had a basement. That had a basement. We were banned from going into it that was like one of the stipulations when we signed our contract was do not go in the basement so of course the first thing i did was go in the basement go in the basement, obviously it was just empty it was creepy as fuck i bet yeah but it was just <laughs> an empty basement and i'm like why did why were we not allowed in it i don't get it i was half expecting to find like a dead body or i was gonna say yeah. was there, was <laughs> there fresh, fresh concrete <laughs> on the floor yeah. Yeah. it's a bit dark to be found. i'm not sure how fresh the concrete was but <laughs> it was still wet yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, isn't there like a Bronze Age burial site on the ho- hospital grounds as well? It's, that's what one of the mounds is, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh, It's just littered with this sort of stuff and nobody knows about it. Oh, no, it's crazy. I think... didn't know about it until Amy started investigating it and won't shut up about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't worry. You give it like two months. She'll never talk about she'll it. She'll
1: never again. talk
2: about it again. Right. So, our very first top five for this month. Huzzah! Top five theme tunes. Yeah. Both these questions were brought to you by Rooney this this month. Mm.
0: Yeah, when I
1: when I, I sent that list of potential lists to the, the, the chat for consideration I didn't I didn't mean that they should be used immediately. Oh, I wasn't okay. like demanding to be included. I was just like, hey, here's some ideas in case you need some for future episodes. I, whereas
2: <laughs> I took it as he's sick to death of answering questions that I wanted the answers to. He, he wants some questions that he's actually interested in answering. I'll give him two this month and then I'll give him one every other Obviously,
1: month. No, I was just like, I am just throwing him out there. I was yeah. like, hey, let's mix up a little bit just in case you need some, some other suggestions. <laughs> and then like you were like, yeah, we're doing both of them that you suggested. And I was kind of like, He's, he's completely misinterpreted what I meant when I <laughs> no. sent that list to him
2: <laughs> uh, okay well not anymore so what? We'll, we'll do all my questions and then when <laughs> I, next year at some point when I run out of questions we'll start doing, we'll start doing okay awesome I actually found your questions far far easier to answer than mine really like quicker just less stress and everything than my questions because I, just, I hated myself by the end of writing these fucking because lists. I don't really give a fuck about theme tunes <laughs> <laughs> or what my favourite fiction book is but all my questions <laughs> have been things that I like spent the last 20 years like <laughs> autistically thinking about like what would be my top 5 what opening songs top? on albums so like because I've spent I've so sort of invested in it they're so much harder to answer whereas yours I was just like huh dun 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 it was oh, right. So easy. I didn't. So, I
1: really struggled with both of mine. Did you? And I think I'm a wanker for asking these questions. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: There we go. Well, for theme tunes, does anyone have
3: any honourable mentions? I've got so many honourable mentions. I went like I literally just wrote like a mass because the thing is, <laughs> when you, it's just the same as any musical <laughs> question thing, right? It just you get into it and you're like, oh, but that's good, but that's good, but yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Everything's so, so good for different slope. reasons. Every so, single
2: one of my honourable mentions. Was in my top five at some point and got yeah. bumped out when I remembered something else. Yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah. Some, <coughs> most
1: of these I haven't written any blurbs for my honorable mention theme tunes, but uh, three of them that are in the list were on my main list and did have blurbs at one point. But I then changed it for something else. I'm See, really- I, yeah, I didn't
3: really blurb up because I had to, like, I've got so many, and then <laughs> I was like, but now I need to choose five, and I was like, well, if I write a blurb for all of these, I'm going to be this hours worth of work. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, but then I'm going to change it anyway. So there was like, but, uh, and then I was like, oh no, it's fine. I just, I'll put them in order. It's fine. And then if needs be, I can just really quickly Google whoever the composer was and it's fine. But really, <laughs> essentially the reason you've chosen it isn't because of who wrote it or anything like that. No. It's because it's
2: been awesome, isn't right? It, yeah. So yeah, it's a, a lot yeah. of mine are, are so nostalgic have just come from a time in my life where it just takes me straight back to being a kid. That whole
3: chunk of childhood of Saturday morning TV. I've
2: got like... let we just go? I really have blurbs for any of my choices. I just like throw it out there and just wait for you to laugh at me and defend myself. I have have
1: my usual... NME
2: style blurbs for all of. Okay. Mine. Oh wow. So right. apart yeah, from my mentions, well, uh, I've we've done I, I like
1: writing them. They're fun. Okay.
2: <laughs> Normally I do, but after 195 episodes, I'm pretty sure I can just wing it. <laughs> 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 this, all right. So, Honourable mentions from you I've New got Edge. Dad's Army. Um, <gasps> yeah. Because it takes me back to just. You know, the
3: last surviving member of the cast died last it? week, I think. Pike. Um, Pike.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Like. Ian oh, <laughs> Lavender. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, um, that just takes me back to being a kid. S- yeah. Sad evenings, <laughs> like as I talked about before on the Dad's Army yeah. episodes. Thundercats oh, again takes yeah. me back to being a kid. Yeah, Hellier. I just fucking love that Fame music. I didn't even think of that. If so much so that oh, I ripped shit. it off the synchronicities and found something that was like, as close to yeah. it as you could get without actually being it. Yeah, uh, top of the pops. Because again, oh, yeah. as it's a kid, Friday nights, yeah. nice. like I mean, i so like, like kind the... of tainted
3: now, but you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> more so like the kind of whole lot of love remix version they did because that was the one I was really oh, yeah. Yeah. Looked, yeah, looked when I was really like. like have to watch this every week on, yes in my teenage years um <laughs> teenage mutant ninja tales that's on my honorable mention that was as well.
1: that was a close one that yeah it yeah was,
2: it was on my list it was the last that one. That got, it
1: was on my list at one point that but was, yeah. it
2: got bumped off the penultimate one to get bumped off and finally and this is massively self-serving but it makes me so happy Tuck jig. Tuck jig. <laughs> I was at, I was sat there last night thinking about this but I say last night early hours
1: of this morning yeah. when I wrote the opening for this episode um, and I was doing some other bits and pieces and I was like oh, what's the theme tunes I was making sure I had my top five theme tunes downloaded so I could listen to them uh, and I was like is anyone going to say would anyone be so conceited as to say our own theme tune <laughs> hello
2: ding 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 yeah, there we go <laughs> Because it's like <laughs> you called it conceited, but it's personal, it actually means something to me. Every time I hear it, I'm like, We, yeah, we do a, do a podcast, yeah. so and I've got <coughs> another podcast theme tune in my top five. Oh,
0: okay, and so mm. okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. fair enough.
2: Yeah. Uh, see, so I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, it's mm, just imagine. a banger, right?
3: It's just so good, and like, it just takes you back, yeah, and you're like, Yeah, yeah you've got April and that, like. Yellow yeah, jumpsuit, <laughs> yeah. just like kicking around, and yeah, that's that awesome. Was an awakening, and um, half.
2: oh yeah! <laughs> I was like, I'm into newsreaders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm into
3: um, redheads. Yeah. What?
2: Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot. Yeah. How could you forget that? Um, <laughs> because I was too busy being conceited. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters, Yeah.
3: which I flip flopped into the top five and back again. The real Ghostbusters. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, only reason that
1: didn't make it into my top five is because I was like. I was being very harsh, and I was like, no, because that's really just a cover of the one from the, yeah. the, the Ray Parker yeah. Jr. one, so I was like, no, no, that's gone. Don't even look back, Rooney.
3: Um, <laughs> hey Arnold, just I, for oh pure, God. like, reminiscing. Well, I got I don't stuck. don't remember in,
1: that
3: one. Uh, oh, I'm Jesus. not going to sing it for you, but... I can only remember that. <laughs> hey Arnold! And then it's got that weird, like, saxophone. Oh. Yeah!
2: <laughs> Talking about Saturday morning cones, Jesus. I can't believe I forgot. What was it called? Rhubarb and Custard? It was like the And then yes. they, used it, they used it in space in one of the earlier episodes of Space <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Honourable mention Rupert Barman Because that used to be on at like 6am on a Saturday morning um,
1: Alone
3: in the World was a Little Cat Dog <laughs> Yeah That, that is, oh dog? my god
0: How
1: did I not remember that as a banger I started learning that on guitar a few years ago Amazing Because it's
3: such a tune Boy, Get get that on that Get it Yeah, The musical episode Um, And then going back to my early, early childhood, a bit of Postman Pat. Just
1: like nice and mellow,
3: just like, because I was obviously in the the zone here. Um, And then rounding out the kind of children's kind of thing was the cow and chicken.
1: Mama had a chicken, mama Mm. had a cow. Daddy was proud, he didn't didn't care how. how. Cow and chicken poor, poor
2: cut, dad I think, <laughs> I think this is the very that first that was a time Cartoon Network I've, uh, yeah. well, 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 I didn't used to watch Cartoon Network today. so that, that's
3: me done for the children's stuff and then I've moved, oh, moved on <laughs> subcategories um, subcategories yeah so um, the Halo theme because oh. I recently, I, I say recently, like two days ago, yeah. I realized that I'm still subscribed to Paramount Plus so I can watch the Halo series, oh, which I didn't yeah. even know. And I was like, cool, and I started, I started watching it, and I was like, oh, this seems pretty intense, and there's a lot of recaps. I was like, oh no, you just started watching season, Start two. Watching she, season two. So yeah. then rerun, went back to season one. Is that,
2: but, I keep saying it, because I've, I've got Paramount Plus But as well. it's, yeah. Is it worth watching if you're not into Halo? I've, uh, I've yes. I have been
1: told, I've never seen it. Okay. Uh, I asked about it in a knowledgeable group, and they said, if you're a Halo fan, don't watch it, you'll hate really? it. <laughs> See, I, Chief takes his helmet off in like the first ten minutes. Yeah, but you're I'm not about that okay. shit. But
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I played Halo, it was pretty cool. I wasn't over invested in the storyline, but it was like it was good. But like obviously everyone loves it, but like you know. But as if you just watch it as a standalone, like yeah. you don't need to fight. Halo. It is apparently it battle scenes and all that are apparently oh, really the, good. Battle scenes is Phenomenal. the theme trim yeah. for the
2: show the same as the theme trim
3: yeah, for the show? Yeah, it's slightly altered but it's got that yeah that. a bit like that, yeah. Gregory kind of chance yeah. sounds like me waking yeah. up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. A bit, yeah. yeah. Just slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else we got? Um oh the theme for the expanse as well. Which I is never it's, a, that. it's a similar kind of not like similar vein to yeah. the Halo theme. You've got like these orchestral strings, like and you've got, you know, the padding out this massive universe and stuff as well. So, you know, it's kind of this epic <laughs> yeah. kind of uh thing. But I've got some other stuff in my top five that's very similar. So um, I'm, I'm
2: just uh, looking up the expanse because I recommend <laughs> the name, but I don't So many people
1: have recommended it awesome. to
2: me. Oh, it's I so good. I, yeah so good. Got internet. <laughs> like <laughs> it's one of
3: the I've I've rewatched it like once. Yeah. But it's because there's quite a lot of it. But it is it's set in the future, but not that far in the future. But yeah. it's very much like a lot of um, astronomers and like um, people that are actually in design of spaceships and stuff like yeah. that. Are like, this is basically what it would happen. It's like a. a
1: it's, someone described it to me as a hard sci-fi Firefly. Yes, it's yeah. like the oh, physics okay. of it all and everything are That's,
3: amazing. Yeah. Someone basically, would probably enjoy it. It's, yes. <laughs> it's one of these things. So, like, if you if they're traveling somewhere, at halfway there, they have to turn around and start decelerating. Uh, so it's the uh, physics vary, of how yeah, things move through sci-fi. space. Are yeah. spot on oh, and also man. it's it's one of those things where like you know the human ships are okay but like they don't have like futuristic shields or anything like that they're literally at the mercy of space and it is a cruel place to be yeah. like you can literally fly through like a couple of asteroids and they will destroy it like little tiny ones that go through your ship like bullet holes and they will destroy your ship yeah and that is it but that is <laughs> almost like the harsh reality of space anyway right yeah so <laughs> it's um and the story arc in it is awesome as well okay, like so it, that's on my list yeah it's that's great on characters as well. While. have you yeah. got internet, because
2: there's this sh- cause I'm connected
1: I, to the Wi-Fi. I what do you
2: need the, can you look up sci-fi show with oh, what is her name Chloe Moritz is that her name the girl that was in Kick-Ass Kick-Ass because somebody worked on me to watch this show and I watched well, season one she's The got. Peripheral oh, that's it that's the, they're the two shows I, I was like I've heard of <laughs> that is it that I think you would both really enjoy it okay it's a like yeah. it's slightly in the future but a lot of the show plays out in some kind of like a virtual reality video game mm. where they put on their set and they go in there and they do stuff and then all the stuff in the outside world is people trying to stop them from going in there and doing stuff uh, I think you would both kind of, mm. I enjoyed it and I fucking... yeah I've got no interest in video games so I think you two would actually enjoy that yeah yeah my last honorable mention
3: <laughs> just the last one uh, just because i love it skies of arcadia it's like our Dreamcast game that i played like religiously as a child and still <laughs> own um but yeah the like jaunty kind of like air pirate theme that comes yeah. in at the start and then it kind of like again it's one of those where like they should do a clip and it goes all oh, magical and mystical and, <laughs> do you know what i mean it takes you really, like on a bit of an adventure through the whole thing just just in the intro do you know what i mean like yeah. just padding out the game like the different scenes and kind of different places and where you're going to go in the game So, I feel yeah.
2: like this is going to be our best um, YouTube playlist ever it's going to oh be my God, an yeah. eclectic one yeah. I'll give you that Yeah. Well, no, your honourable mentions
1: uh, alright I have now I did try very hard not to just flood my list with anime things see I, I thought you were going but to but I failed oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go despite rearranging this list repeatedly right up until 5 o'clock Friday afternoon at mm-hmm. work when I was still making changes to it uh, so Star Trek Deep Space Nine Nice. Because yeah. that one is very nostalgic because I remember some, watching that the first time it was aired on Sky 1 back in like the late 90s. Mm. And that would come on at 8 o'clock on Sky mm. 1 and I'd watch that and then I'd go and have a shower and get ready for bed because I I'd school the following morning. Yeah, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, Only Fools and Horses. Oh, yeah. That was on... Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... Slash uh, Hookie
2: Street. because
1: yeah. You can't have no, one without the other.
2: All, all week that has been on my <laughs> list. And this morning I came to actually write my list and completely blanked on it. But yeah, honourable mention. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah.
0: Because yeah.
2: that is a banger.
1: Yeah. That was one of them that was actually on my top five and had a blurb written for it at one point before something else came and bumped it off. Uh, Suicide is Painless from M.A.S.H. <laughs> I, was know, Mash? No. I know
0: no? the song, oh but my I, God. I, I never I watched know, like, Everyone I'm knows there. Suicide is Painless.
1: Uh, it was basically it's the, the, the instrumental version of that for uh, MASH, the series, not the film, which yeah, again, that was Mash. a nostalgic one that I used to watch on a Friday evening around my grandparents before oh, we okay. went home. Uh, and that, yeah, that was really good. Oh, and The Ballad of Serenity from Firefly. Yeah because, again, that was another one that was actually on my list, had a blurb, and then something else came on and box it off. i so annoyed at myself.
2: Okay. I haven't got. I feel like I should system. also throw in Crossing Field
1: from Sword Art Online, because you saying about the periphery, about, you know, online world and a game, and you put the headset on, and I was like, oh, it sounds like Sword Art Online. Why isn't Sword Art Online on my list? So mm. that's... Yeah, Crossing <coughs> that Sword bit, Art Online gets an honourable mention as well. There's a lot of different... Angles to come
3: at this one, right? Yeah, it's like (laughs) there's there's just a lot of awesome themes out there. Threw it out there,
2: cast a wide net. I feel like by I feel like there's only one theme on my list that (laughs) all three of us are going to agree on, and there's only two that I'm well, there's only one other one that I might get some backup on. Uh, Oh, no one's
1: even going to know mine, so
2: I don't don't care. Aside from that,
3: (laughs) I genuinely feel. That, apart from possibly one on my list, I think we're all going to be on board here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: But we'll see.
1: That's a bold
3: claim. That is a bold claim, but, you know. um,
2: Number five for me, and I think possibly Rooney may back me up on this, (laughs) but the royal family. Theme tune is half the world away. By the way, I didn't even. Mm-hmm. I
1: hated the show, but the theme tune's awesome. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, no. And it was away from my social media this morning when I remembered, and I started playing it, and I was like, "This has to go on." To <laughs> that is a banger, just yeah. bump some stuff off, yeah. <laughs> I had to bump off a few, <laughs> but that had to go. I mean, it's just such a good, it's an incredible song. In itself, yeah. But to use what was a very popular song by a very popular band yeah. at the time, Pretty yeah, genius. it was it was a really good idea, a very clever idea. Yeah. What's your number five? Uh Tobe
1: Gundam from Mobile Suit Gundam by Cole Ikeda. Okay, what was playing in your car when I? That one. Oh, just give me a nod when you. When I'll you give you the one. nod <laughs> when we get to that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of them was playing in the car when I picked him up this yeah. afternoon. I was like. Are you listening to Euro Pop? Is like, this is on my list? This is on my okay. list. <laughs> I'll explain it later. Um, so it starts with an explosion, followed by weird industrial sounds, and then launches into a '70s swing big band blowout. Right. Um, with a lounge singer crooning his way through a song about burning rage and I quote a swirling tide of blood. Bearing in mind this is to a '70s swing band, uh, nice. it's it's fitting that the tone of this song absolutely doesn't fit the lyrics as the brightly coloured series that it heralds deals with themes such as war crimes, xenophobic nationalism, the horrors of war, and the loss of innocence, all through the medium of giant robots and child soldiers. It's cheesy, bombastic, and catchy as hell. It was also covered by Andrew WK for his 2009 album, Gundam Rock.
2: Oh, wow. This is what you were posting the (laughs) other day, right?
1: Yes. I was was googling around it, and then it came up, Andrew WK, Tobey Gundam. I was like... What? I played it. And he did uh, uh, a Japan-only Japan release uh, called Gundam Rock, which was like all of the themes and incidental music from the original 1979 Gundam series. Set to party hard, right? Just <laughs> him, uh, I'm just like... I just reflect, and I was like, this is definitely... Andrew. I thought maybe this is an AI or something, but no, this was like 2009. And I'm like, this is Andrew WK covering the Gundam... And they're all really good. What? We're gonna Gundam Hard!
0: We're gonna (laughs) Gundam Hard! It just doesn't make any
1: sense. And I was like, oh, okay. Well,
3: I hope he's like a massive fan. That would be like, yeah, he must must
2: be to have done that as a label. But that is is awesome. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. insane. Tell me, at the time when Andrew WK was popular, he was not in the, the sphere of music that you would be listening to I only knew about him because NME loved him and, and you would have dis- I was reading the NME at the time disregarded him as shit yeah. but now you're older and you're into metal if you found some appreciation I still don't like his music no I me mean neither no. it's like <laughs> the same song yeah. just rewritten a hundred times yeah. like he played at Reading for a few years and I saw him live a few times and it was literally the it same was literally, song it was like he'd be on
1: stage yeah. for 35 minutes just basically I'm like has he finished the first song is yeah. he still yeah, going
0: just Luke yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: What's your number five? Uh, so my
3: number five is the Strange New Worlds Star Trek theme. Ooh. So this is the one that I didn't think you'd be into. This, is so, yeah, okay. this list but is so fucking nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. It's getting. I mean, yeah, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, I d- have you watched Strange New Worlds? I have not. I have it. I have it on a hard drive. Awaiting
1: my attention. It
3: is (laughs) fantastic. Yes, it is. So I'm told. We talk about fan service a lot, uh, and it is fan service through and through. And it is just a beautiful evolution, like reimagining of of the you know of that that period as well in Star Trek history. Yeah, um, and it is phenomenal. Like the casting, the crew, and then it's it's got the original kind of. Silly episodes as well. Yeah. Like there's one where they were going to like, they end up all in a book and they're all <laughs> characters from a book. And you do not know I mean it's that. Yeah. The, it's got that kind of really, really nice like nostalgia to it. When which the original really, series wasn't afraid to do. Yeah, something to do silly, silly like things like that. like that, but they do it so well. Yeah. Like it's not. It doesn't seem that silly, even though it is silly. <laughs> even though do it know absolutely I mean? is. But the, the main theme is just. It's the, obviously the original kind of theme, but just kind of reimagined, reworked, and kind yeah. of modernised a little bit. But it's so. Uh, there's so much of the original there, it's just beautifully done, you know? Um, but yeah, so that's that's my number five. It's awesome. And you should go home and watch that like now. It's it's, like, it's on like, my list. Like, like if you didn't have the laptop,
0: <laughs> you, you should just... <laughs> I would just be leaving the laptop go
2: I'm going to st- ask the same question about this that I asked about Halo. Mm-hmm. Could I enjoy it even though I'm not oh, the biggest Star Trek fan? 100%. I mean, I like Voyager. It's kind of a soft reboot, isn't it? Yeah. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's... a Technically a prequel to the original series.
3: Yeah.
2: But it's not got any of the original characters in it. I mean, Spock's in it. Yeah, he turns up at some that's,
3: point, I
1: think. That's about it. Leonard Nimoy, yeah. or... No, no, not Leonard Nimoy. The Bimoy. new one. It's a, a a new, new one. Oh, mm. a new, new one. <laughs> not, not from... The oh, yeah, so, yeah, so from the latest one. But yeah, oh, okay.
2: But it, yeah, it's it's great. Okay. It is just good fun. It is supposed to be incredibly good. That'll go on yeah. the list so. Right, I guess we need my number four now. Your right? number four, yes. If I was to say...
0: I don't want to wait <laughs> <laughs> I knew it nice. I fucking knew it it had to,
2: <laughs> it had to go on there amazing it and just... to be fair that
3: should have been an honourable mention for me as well because like you still pull it out of the bag every now and then you know, just like walk around the house or something or like you know you're just like oh, someone's like, oh do you mind waiting there and you're like I don't want to
2: wait <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of song that like if it ever came on the radio or something, I'd be like this is a piece of shit and I would turn it off yeah. But because they played like the forty-five seconds or whatever at the beginning of Dawson's the Creek, Dawson's Creek yeah, I, yeah, I fell in love of it, and I was like, "I had, like, I, I know it's a bad song, yeah. I know it, but holy it heralds shit. the arrival yeah. of something that I love." So, <laughs> holy have shit, to give it you were the, the Dawson yo! Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I think that was and, uh, the worst thing about this list is that, like,
1: I was like, "Well, that song's a banger," but that's that that song reminds me of the awesome show that it's attached yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. Which is most important on my list? And this is the
3: whole flip flop of the whole thing, right? Yep. You're just like too many angles to come at it. Yeah, yeah that's a great show, mate. I had
2: to like. The, it, I'm it, surprised it, that's so low down in your list. To be fair, oh, when you like, I've got like my next three. They're, they're like I couldn't put anything higher than. It's got three. Teletubbies at number one. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's number two. Uh, uh-huh. It's you next, isn't it? No shit. Sure.
1: No, is it me? Oh, oh, we're going the wrong way around. Okay. Yeah, okay.
2: Reggie um, cards, not left of the dealer.
1: <laughs> we're going anti clockwise. We're <laughs> yeah, doing it backwards. Of course we are. We let Reggie yeah. decide the order. Yeah. <coughs> the tank from Cowboy Bebop. Oh. The seat God
3: damn. Yeah. Like, where was that on my oh I could have bumped something right now, like I could have just switched that right out right that's now.
1: That's what made this list so difficult, is I had some I had like a handful of songs when I had this, this list in mind, mm. I was like, well they're all going on there obviously, mm. I'm not they're not even up for debate. Yeah. And then, of course, a bunch of other songs came in and were like, hey, remember me? Uh, but Tank was on there from the beginning. That is a phenomenal so, choice. Big band jazz That's is not so m- not normally a musical genre people would associate with me. No. However, this is an exception. Wailing trumpets. Three whole lines of lyrics. <laughs> that slappy bass. <laughs> yeah, ending oh, boom, with the perfect boom, boom, boom,
0: boom, boom, three,
1: boom, boom. two, one. Let's jam. And then the trumpets launch in with that, their their, fra- their little... um. Like motif that repeats throughout the track, <laughs> double bass, bongos, acoustic guitar, a screaming saxophone, and the whole thing is it's a toe-tapping jam from start to finish, which sets the lively, upbeat tone for the series. Oh, mate, that In is fact, such
3: a good show. Ch- I'm literally, I'm like, shall I just <laughs> leak my number four
1: and just replace it out now? The whole soundtrack from Cal- the original Cowboy Cal- Cal- oh, yeah. is amazing, so and phenomenal. it's Space so blues, eclectic. Like, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, Chicken Bone? It's just the weirdest fucking song. Yet yeah, I find myself playing it on repeat. <laughs> yeah. All of like the uh, like the
3: chasing, like the action
1: sequences yeah. as well, like so amazingly well. All this like yeah, all the, like fucking crazy the music jazz and like, music, and, like, yeah, and it's, it's just so like good. this is a song about space bounty hunters. Yeah. What? Who? Who the fuck thought it would be a good idea to have like a jazz band soundtracking
2: the whole thing? <laughs> when you consider how popular anime, video games and even Warhammer are, right? Mm. I feel like I need to either get into all three of them <laughs> and become knowledgeable, or our listener base are going to be like, get rid of Reggie. Bring get rid action. of Reggie. Get someone who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> These two talk about things we're actually interested in. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone... And I, I say this in the broadest
1: possible sense. Everyone should watch the original Cowboy Bebop. Is this yeah. the,
2: the anime. Yeah, yeah it's I, only I like it on DVD. What, 14
0: episodes or something. Yeah, it's not I mean, even a massively watch, long one. Where can
2: you watch it? I mean, all streaming services available. Um,
0: right I don't know actually. They
2: used to show it late night on something. There'll be that and I Archer. Sounded, yeah, yeah. They, random like yeah. Channel Four. Channel like, Four. Or something had like that. It had it had for it. A while. Eleven. Yeah, half half 11 Netflix
1: had it at one point as well. I don't think they do anymore. Crunchyroll have got it, but Crunchyroll have got everything. And that's another subscription. Um, well, if anyone's listening to this and wants a copy, just hit me up. <laughs> uh, I've, well, I was going to say, I've got it on DVD,
3: actually. So um, I found it the other day. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot I had this.
2: <laughs> what would be better to start on? The live-action Cowboy Bebop. Or the oh the anime, the anime. apparently it is on Netflix
3: is it on Netflix apparently so it's big off one of those things though where like Google says it's on Netflix but you might be able to get it on your Netflix it yeah might be that's on, like, true somebody else's Netflix but yeah, yeah. it is awesome okay. yeah
1: and start with the anime because the the live action references it, in some everything. ways it retells the story of the anime it does yeah um, but I really liked the I really action. liked it. I was I really gutted liked when it. they announced there was not, they basically yeah. cancelled it and we're never gonna make a season two because that was it's really it. good fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, like really enjoyed <laughs> it. It was a perfect live action remake. Yeah, it, it hit all the beats, but because they weren't telling the story exactly the same as they told it on the anime, mm-hmm. all the old fans were
0: like, this is bullshit. Rrr.
1: It's like it's the evolution
3: of something, just leave it alone. Just leave it let alone. Let man, let it grow. Enjoy it. But oh. then
2: to be fair, like I felt the same way about the first season of Preacher. Like it just it yeah, was so far yeah. away from what I loved about the comic book mm-hmm. and it was so slow that I almost didn't finish it. I forced myself to finish it because I loved the book so much. Yeah. And then season two I'm like, Oh okay. Uh, yeah. Now they're <laughs> <what> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it was
3: all set up and then you know, season two's the It all the just kicks up. off, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I should rewatch that again. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Preacher again later. <laughs> oh, <okay>. well, <laughs> cool. Um, all right, so my number four is obviously Cowboy People. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh man, I'm killing myself right here. Yeah, I feel, um, I
2: feel the same about only fools and horses.
0: So. so, yeah, no,
3: um, Superman theme from oh. original from Chris, you know, Christopher Reeves yeah. That Damn. old school performance of that main theme, that big like orchestra yeah. band, like of it, is just and the funny thing is, right? Like, I, I loved them when I was a child. Um, I haven't rewatched really them in years, I'm no. not. I've watched the, like, the new Supermans and, as well and really enjoyed those, yeah. but there's just something about that theme, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I can't reckon, I can't, I
0: can't, it's just like,
3: just so like corny and uplifting at yeah, the same time, it's, like, it's, it's it, so over the top, yeah it's so over the top, but then you know, <laughs> Superman's over Superman the top, is then. Over he's over the top. another exactly. the world, like. But yeah, I just remember like <laughs> uh, watching the films when I was younger, and especially like in that era as well when it's you know that Christopher Reeve, you know, just, he was just standing there you know, you know, sorting out the bad guys, and it just kicks in yeah. in the background, because they it, it's essentially they just they play at like, the start, and then they just repeat, they chunks, just of repeat chunks of it throughout the whole throughout thing. The film, yeah, yeah um, so it just gets really ingrained into you. But yeah, I just. It's great. I just really enjoyed. They were it.
1: proper proper bank holiday movies. Oh way. yeah, back in the day. Yeah. shown on ITV during oh, the oh, it. Friday. I yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly
3: I've it. Seen any of them in over 30
2: years? No, it's yeah. been a fucking long. And genuinely,
3: I apart from the new ones, I probably haven't watched one of the Christopher Reeve in a yeah. very long time. But no. again, like it's just one of those nostalgic like. You, when you, when
1: just, you think of Superman, uh, our generation. You think of Superman. You think of Christopher Reeve. Yeah. That that is. Superman. So yeah, I might have to rewatch him. See how bad they are. Oh, they're <laughs> awful. See how poorly they have so aged. So
3: terribly, like <laughs> with Zod and all that sort of stuff. And, like the way they get trapped in that prism, and you're like, goddamn. Like
1: <laughs> coming to a. Sorry, spoilers to you.
2: Spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. Hashtag spoilers. <laughs> um, right, number three. Number, number three. three. Tell them, Steve, Dave. I have no frame of reference. Yeah, for that's I have no frame of reference <laughs> for. i <Arbyors. laughs> Um the theme actually changes every single episode. Because okay. they'll cut. Like, it's really quite clever. They'll cut like a joke or a questionable thing someone says. And then they'll put it. It's like, it's like drums and then a metal riff. Yeah. And then it'll cut. And then you'll have like a like. Uh, okay. five seconds of someone saying something ridiculous. And you're like.
1: Well, heads up if you fuck a dinosaur. Yeah. And then it'll kick <laughs> back in.
2: But after my dad died. I went for a few years of just like the worst depression. Oh God, way to make this maudlin. Ever, ever been in. And literally the only thing that could put a smile on my face was I'd press play and I'd hear the drums at the beginning and I'd be like, (laughs) at least the next hour is going to (laughs) be (laughs) fun. And for that, like, ever since, every time I hear them drums or I hear that theme, like, it just puts joy in my heart. Even if I know I'm, because I've listened to the episode so many times that it's going to be a shit episode. Like, I'm still excited every time I press play. And uh, for that reason, it's number three in my
1: I'm, I'm now really fascinated by what made it into your top two. Considering, like, there's a podcast here that basically saved your life when you were massively depressed. And it only made it to number three. If the number one spot isn't Tom and Jerry, I'm just
2: going to be gutted. Uh, I think <laughs> I think the next two you'll go Oh of course.
1: Of, of course. course. Yeah, it's gonna be so obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um uh, well,
2: number three.
1: My number three. Star Trek, The Next Generation, composed by Jerry Goldsmith.
3: Nice.
1: Um I'm doing yet another rewatch of the next generation. I think I'm about halfway through season six <laughs> or something now. Yeah. I can't tell because on Netflix it's all just but you know, Next episode, next episode, next episode. No idea what's going on. Um, And I absolutely love it. I have numerous versions of this, covers and all sorts at home. Uh, Cody hums it (laughs) when it comes on because it's played so often. Uh, And in my house, the moment those synthesized strings fade in and Sir Patrick Stewart starts his narration, you shut the fuck up because for the next 40 minutes or so, Star Trek is on. And then you get the drop with this full fucking orchestra Bursting into life, replete with strings, drums, and a full brass section, which builds to this massive, rousing crescendo as the Enterprise cruises in from the bottom of the screen, and then it basically stops. That's and epic. you're into the episode, and you're like, <sighs> "Replay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my all-time f- just favourite songs because it's awesome. This is on you because I have no frame of reference. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. It's it's awesome. Oh, <laughs> you'd know it if yeah. you heard it. Okay. Yeah. What's your yeah.
3: number frame? so coming at number three star wars main theme
1: Oof. So i avoided films because i was like that's a whole different beast <laughs> oh it is but again, i don't know if i can handle that because the main
3: theme is played at the start of everything everything <laughs> yeah everything every game yep. <laughs> so this game's covered uh every theatrical release like you know it's i'm gonna
2: everything. but that i'm gonna suggest we put a pin in it right here to do yeah. your favourite movie themes? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Just, 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 to, just to give it about 10 minutes. <laughs> until we have this conversation. Okay, all right. So, my number two. Yeah. <laughs> God's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, what a choice. I had a funny
1: feeling that would make it somewhere on your That's list. That's great By Nerf
2: Herder. Nice. Not only is the band <laughs> named after a Star Wars insult, yeah. so, but it is just... It's punk rock yeah they're just that
0: initial guitar
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, so good it is it's just it again like a lot of these they just take me back to a time in my life yeah or put me in a in a really good frame of mind and again this is one of them like yeah. ev- I every time i hear it i'm like oh come on, i'm gonna see Willow soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. there it is Lord. yeah yeah it's that's just, the real reason it's just It's linked to a (laughs) bonus for many, many teenage (laughs) bonus. (laughs) But, like, it's just so, again, like the other thing is, it's so not what a typical themed tune would be. It's not a big band. It's not some nice orchestra. It's literally (laughs) just some punk rock song that they've cut like 45 seconds out. 45 seconds out on, yeah. And it's just, it works so brilliantly and always puts a smile on my face. So, what's your number two? My number two. I've gone for the English translation because I
1: tried several times to pronounce the Japanese one and I can't yeah. Cruel Angels Thesis from Neon Genesis Evangelion by Yoko Takahashi I know gotcha. I've spoken about uh, Evangelion before because it's one of those seminal anime works that Any anime fan from from our generation and in fact they've done a remake of it So even younger generations now know it uh, Any anime fan over the age of 30 will recognize this one it's actually, I found out yesterday, a certified triple platinum release. Wow. This song. <laughs>
0: That's already cool. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: an angelic choir backing the chorus-infused lead vocal before the upbeat drums and guitar drop. There's a spider crawling up my monitor. Uh, then at the end of the first verse, the keyboards Ooh. appear, building the bridge to the synth brass and gospel choir heavy chorus. Then we get a breakdown, which features more choir, slap bass that should be on a 70s funk track, and more synthesized brass. It just doesn't stop and it's completely misleading about the nature of the nihilistic and emotionally brutal series it opens for. And on a side note, I have played this song so much that Cody sings along to it in broken Japanese when it comes on. Amazing. Because he now knows the song
2: backwards and forwards. That doesn't <laughs> shock me. He knew Spanish Christmas songs. Yeah. He knows the rules to Russian drafts. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know how to sing in broken Japanese. He's a, he's a thoroughly global sit- citizen at this point in time. Yeah. By the time <laughs> he's senior school, he's going to be like miles ahead of every other kid. <laughs> What's your number two? Uh, my number two, and I think I, I saw it. <laughs> did you see I glanced over <laughs> and, I am hating myself because it not once <laughs> did I consider it, and but so it good. should be top two. Yeah, Jurassic Park,
3: yeah, so good. Like, <laughs> it's oh so God. good anyway, but the nostalgia value of oh, it yeah. and like yeah. is just
2: so good. Do you remember when we went to um, it was the Albert Hall, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, and we watched it, and then yeah. the orchestra, so oh, yeah, wow.
3: yeah, live orchestra. Uh, doing the score while you watch in, the film yeah. yeah yeah, literally so gave me good. chills it's so good yeah. and the, it was so tough though because you're like you're trying to watch the orchestra and then you're yeah. trying to watch the screen like you're just <laughs> sticking between both <laughs> but halfway through I was like I've just, seen this film before i <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. it just like it was yeah phenomenal wasn't yeah. it so 100% good. It, was so good. it was one yeah. of
2: the most surreal experiences of my life but also just one of the most mind-blowing mm. to watch a full like professional mm. orchestra yeah. played entire scores of the film, nail it as well. Yeah. And it's,
3: you really—I think you appreciate it so much more oh, having seen, yeah. like the what actual, goes into yeah, it yeah.
2: for sure. Oh, I so I'd good. love it if they do Phantom Menace with, with an orchestra. Oh, can you face. Can you imagine yeah. like <laughs> you get four choirs in there? <laughs> and yeah. That's
1: the thing—you'd you'd need so many bodies in there before you even got the audience in. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right, my number one. And here you go. You can help me out. Mm-hmm. Star Wars main theme. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Out of all of these. all Some of them are nostalgic. Some of them take me back to happy time. Some of them just. Or Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> but this. This is the old. Even before all of the kids shows. Before any of that. <laughs> this was the probably the first piece of music. that stuck in my head. And has been with me my entire <laughs> life, and much like the 20th Century Fox, like little bit yeah. that comes yeah. on before the film. Yeah. As soon as this kicks in, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to be happy for a couple of hours." That's now. exactly <laughs> isn't it. It's that. It's that. Literally, it's like a
3: trigger response, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like, it is. It's like, "Oh, I'm going to see some Star Wars. I'm going to be happy. It's yeah. good. <laughs> I like I'm, you know, it's just happy." Place, and you're right. It, it is. It's everything. it's everything. Every single film. Every single
1: bit of like game. Everything yeah. it's just. It's just there. you it's knew yeah absolutely love 100%, it. 100% I, I, <laughs> on my list I limited myself to TV themes if I'd gone to movie themes I'd have still been writing my list now ah see that's what I was flip
3: flopping all over the job yeah. you've got obviously TV series and you've got movies and games
1: yeah there was a whole bunch I ruled out like Ghostbusters and things like that I was like no because that's a, that's a movie theme I'm looking at TV themes there's going to be a return to this list I can see
2: it yeah I'll oh, I should have to <laughs> it. I specified one or the other because then we could have got two lists yeah yeah
1: but well, I mean, we could we could just revisit and just do movie themes because most of what we've covered has been TV things. Yeah. So fair enough. There okay, That's <laughs> another future list. You're welcome. <laughs> I, mean, again. I could put Jurassic Park in that list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My number one. <laughs> this is what was playing when you got into the car this afternoon. It sounds like a combination of Euro pop with eighties <laughs> <80s> guitars. <laughs> yeah, very eighties yeah. guitars. Uh, it's you get to burning from Martian Success in the which is. Uh, And it's a kind of, almost a joke anime, referencing uh, and poking fun at the Gundam universe. It's all about spaceships and setting the future with giant robots and all that. Um, It was written by Yumi Matsuzara, who wrote a song for this self-aware joke anime that, just like the series itself, goes way harder than it has any need or right to. Synth trumpets screaming with driving echo laden drums kicking it off before the vocals drop in. A liberal sprinkling of synth string, synth strings, not synth strings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a whole fucking choir, uh, a chorus yelled in English that has become, since become a rallying cry to a certain segment of anime fans. The full version, which is what was playing earlier, also has a sick '80s metal guitar solo followed by a smooth Spanish guitar solo. It's just like it's three and, and a half minutes of awesomeness, and it's probably it would be on my list anyway. It made it to the top slot because I'm currently on episode 22 of 25 of a rewatch. Uh, the first time I watched it in like over a decade. And I am fanboying so hard because I've fallen back in love with this series. And I was like, well, that's going at number one. Yeah. <laughs> Fair dues.
3: Well, anyone remember the original Transformers uh, animated movie? Ooh, yeah. Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Number yeah. one, sailing right in there.
0: i put is it down as
3: out. 80s rock. 80s, yeah. Because that is like the ultimate form of that theme. Yeah, it's God. so good. So good. <laughs> I did just remember like.
2: Transformers, robots in disguise. That one. Yeah. yeah. yeah that yeah. one,
3: but like heavy 80s yeah, they've got rock it like 80s metal band yeah to it's to play so it. good because it's
2: probably like, they're probably like
3: screaming transformers <laughs> like just yeah with this heavy you can the just, spandex creaking yeah just like heavy you can heavy see the curly head. hair <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly Being thrown around as they're singing yeah and again not only is it awesome but also nostalgic and then yeah. yeah just the whole i mean that film's just wicked anyway but the whole brutal opening sequence of like transformers just dying left yeah. right and center which had never happened before it's just like when minute like literally the flame coming out of their mouth and eyes and you're like oh my god like oh god we aren't in Kansas anymore and it's like
1: <laughs> you watch like the this, 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 this series on the Saturday morning and it's like nobody ever really died yeah, Megatron
3: because... just always turn out and run and... <gasps> yeah fuck yeah.
1: and then you get to the movie and it's just like in the first like 10 minutes yeah most of the characters you've grown to know and love over like 6 seasons are dead scrap. including Optimus Prime hashtag spoilers yeah and you're just like what? No! Rodimus Prime? That's bullshit! I
2: have no <laughs> recollection of the film, but the theme trim came back to me as soon as you said it. Yeah. But you just said no one really dies, and that reminded me of another honourable mention. Oh, God. The A-Team. Oh. Yeah, that was in my honourable mentions yeah. list at one point. Can't. Again, Saturday evenings. Oh,
3: if we're going for that, kid. then. Another honourable
1: mention. <laughs> Airwolf. Yeah. Yes, please. Knight Rider which then got covered Cop. by what's-his-name. Yeah, I, I thought about Beverly Hills Cop. That's on the list, by the way, for films to watch, okay. because I re that a few months ago, and that is Eddie Murphy when he was still cool. <laughs>
2: before the
1: transvestites. Before the transvestites, yeah, yeah. before Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Flubber, it was uh, Nightly Professor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fat, before the fat suits and Dr. Doolittle.
2: I'm, I'm stuck on like the helicopter landing, and it'd be like... In 1970, whatever, <laughs> yeah. The crack team of, and I'm like, a crack commando yes. team was yeah. sent to
1: prison, sent to a military stockade for a crime they didn't commit. Oh God, <laughs> they probably <laughs> probably escaped to the Los Angeles
2: underground. Yeah, where they survive as soldiers of fortune. Do you know what? I've actually got maybe the first two seasons of A-Team A-Team on DVD. I tried watching them and oh, I think God. I got halfway through season two and was like, it's the same episode. Yeah, over yeah. And over again. How did I fall for this as a kid? <laughs> I
1: bought the, the whole box set.
2: Yeah. Uh, God, a good few years ago now because it was
1: on DVD. Yeah. And it's like fucking 12 discs or something. Yeah. And I, again, I got halfway through the first season and I was like, I don't think I can watch any more of this yeah. because it's this is going to be 12. <laughs> 12 There's like days of the same
2: story. Um, do you ever remember the Thundercats film? Because I love that. It was wasn't that like a, wasn't that basically the pilot episode? I don't know, it was something like something from Fondera and that was where they introduced the pirate ship. and oh, that's right, yeah. All the people with like, an arm missing, but they got like a barrel. around Yeah, yeah. Like to introduce a new toy line. Yeah, <laughs> <It was laughs> that's literally the, what it was the for. New catalogue. <laughs> that needs to go on a list because I don't know if it stands up. Yeah. I love that. It's Did you good. ever watch
1: the the new Thundercats when no. that came out? That was really good. They only got one season. Oh and really? That was that was that was uh, it was a more almost more medieval. Oh okay. They still had the technology and the magic sword and that. But yeah, it was—it was, it was almost—it was kind of like an anime retelling of it. Okay, I'll that was check really that out. good. I can find it. And again, that was another one that ended on a cliffhanger and never got season, season two. Never season two yeah. because Netflix hates us. Right, I need yeah. to pee. While I so do that. I? All oh, right. That? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been—I don't know if you <laughs> noticed—I've
3: been
2: fidgeting quite a bit for the oh, last yeah. twenty minutes. I've
3: chugged quite a lot of coffee, so I think we're just gonna have to <laughs> cue system tea
2: like, break. Any minute now, one of them's gonna make a choice. I have no idea about. And then I got so. In- so, like. You kept getting involved. involved yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, this was the, this was prepped this morning, so I have no idea. Well, I
3: mean, it's, it's handwritten, which oh is lovely. Oh, Guess the yeah. printer was on the fritz. Well, maybe. Um, should we wait for Reggie's return?
1: No, you do that. Like okay. Yeah, th- no, because I need a
3: week. <laughs> yeah, I also need a week. but we'll, we, t- we'll, we'll, we'll take it in turns, so it's fine. We'll take it in
1: turns. Right.
3: Dearest lads. I'm not sure if
1: lads. <laughs> we are the least laddish lads. <laughs> lads, ever. lads, lads, yeah. lads.
3: <laughs> Otherwise, like the. I don't know. We're far double, closer. Couple themes this? would have been up there, right? I mean, I don't know.
1: We're far closer to being uh, gents than we are lads. <laughs> yeah, I'll take
3: that. Um, right. Today, I'm giving you a little game of this or that. I'm giving you a choice. Pick your preferred choice and explain why.
1: Oh, okay i could so, see i could see like there's this whole long list of or 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 going down the page and i'm yes, trying to read so it upside got, down
3: okay here I'll, let me help you out there so there's a few different oh okay yeah
0: Right.
3: Mm. Mm. <coughs> yeah okay oh, got to pick. you run you run because you've got to trip over that wire <laughs> yeah,
1: try not to uh, i won't look at the list just... oh it's fine oh it's, oh, it's okay. fine you, you can have a, a preamble so okay so we, we know the premise of this. Yes. <clears throat> how are we going to do it? Uh, you read it out, and then... And then we'll all make our choices. Yeah. Okay. Well, well the first one is sweet or savoury. This isn't a competition, Reg. You can't make this competitive. <laughs> there are no wrong answers. It's just preferences.
2: No, because you're going to mark down what choices we make, and then we're going <laughs> to say He's written RUE Reg, Ash. <laughs> Three letters minimum. <laughs> right, so what's the first one?
1: Uh, sweet
2: or savoury? Savoury. That's a piece of piss. Oh yeah, 100%. I yeah. oh, would we'll always take cheese over chocolate, no matter how much I love chocolate.
3: There yeah. we go. Uh-huh. I don't even need to say anything. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I'm latest. going sweet because Ooh. I have a sweet tooth, which is why I don't have any teeth. So <laughs> the, the, the
2: two go hand in hand. I've decided... Sorry, Amy. I'm I'm addend- I'm making addendums to the rules. We're all allowed one neither. Oh, yeah, that's probably okay, a good. Idea. Yeah, yeah. You can get one of a couple of toughies yeah. in-
1: coming up here. Uh, red wine or white wine? Neither. Yeah. <laughs> How did I guess? No, thank you. I can't
2: stand white. Oh my god!
1: Foul. No. I a few years ago would have said red wine, but as I'm getting older, i I'm, I'm leaning more towards white wine. It's just easier to drink and the hangovers aren't as bad I can't drink it and any when any. you have a poo the following morning it's not black oh. <laughs> which is the worst thing when you do it and it's just
2: concentrated sin coming out of your ass oh, sorry, so I'm so, so happy you, Ash. Ash. I always like in my experience everybody drinks wine no except me I used to drink it when I was at uni and that's why
3: I can't drink it now yeah I used to drink it at uni You used to literally find the cheapest bottle with the highest alcohol content and then down that but I'd literally be <laughs> like glug 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 oh. Love, love, love. so oh.
2: many house parties i turned up i said to him what you got and he's like the foulest red wine in the <laughs> world
1: i could get <laughs> yeah
2: within half an hour he'd be like <laughs> <I'll just laughs> stumbling absolutely around
1: ruined yes yeah. oh yeah like speech. you probably yeah. used to just i, 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 discovered I could go to weatherspoons buy a six pound bottle of their house red which was basically red vinegar mm. um drink that over the course of the first hour and that's it i was set for the night
2: yeah that's because it. i was yeah. absolutely trashed whereas i was just like they do cobra for 99p never <laughs> 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 go to the bar and buy six bowls <laughs> it's like i get to the
1: end of the night i'd have spent like what 12 15 quid yeah and yeah. i was shitted
2: <laughs> yeah that's
1: exactly why i, no, I was always it. very
2: jealous because i can't drink wine yeah
1: what's next i love how my <laughs> w and my n's looked almost exactly the same <laughs> yeah. there uh mcdonald's or burger king mcdonald's oh, okay. Fucking wrong oh 100% burger, king. burger king all the way i'll have all a right. large burger please i'll yes. have a burger that's actually made of meat thanks yes. <laughs> um domino's or pizza hut pizza hut pizza hut yeah 100 yeah. percent. domino's is just it's dry it's floury
2: it's just, just it's shit bread like Pizza Hut just hands down for takeaway pizza the greatest pizza you can get oh absolutely easily yeah but also the taste is so nostalgic mm. again yeah going back to when I was a kid and I first went to Pizza Hut Pizza it Hut was, for a birthday party yeah yeah and the, you just bite into it and you're like oh the grease oh, god it no, was so nostalgic Pizza Hut before you remember when we used to go for Pizza Hut yes. yes before Christmas
3: before Christmas
2: yeah, yeah. before Christmas yeah yeah three Christmas Pizza Hut yeah. yeah tradition yeah yeah <laughs> uh, from back in the day only tradition I've still got going yeah, it's yeah. like the only
1: tra- yeah. god knows how many years we've been doing it now
2: Now it's <laughs> <That laughs> um, just the four of us.
1: yeah well last time I counted up I was at 23 years I'd gone every 23rd of December without without breaking first time
2: not I went was year 7 at school so that was 1993 so we're talking 31 <laughs> years straight no
1: because you missed one when I can't remember when it was but you missed one
2: I don't think I ever you did.
1: You did. It was it was a few years but good few years, but I think it's when you were going through oh, fucking going out going outside for pussies <laughs> and start home in the cardigan.
2: <laughs> I think I would have pizza I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly certain you did. <laughs> right, what's next? Uh podcast or video? Podcast. You hands say that. down every time and I actually have a reason for it as well. I'm going video because I don't yeah. like podcasts. Yeah. Video, Me too. Yay! I, I love that. Two thirds of the hosts on this episode don't like podcasts, <laughs> but videos so require I like you
0: them. <laughs> I
2: just, uh, It's the time. Videos require you to be in one place and to watch two people sit there and just talk. Whereas a pod, the actual podcast, I can listen when I'm running, when I'm walking, when I'm cooking, when I'm doing any other <laughs> number of activities. I don't have to be in one place. I can do two things at once no. and still enjoy the podcast. See,
1: I, we, I can tell that you're, you're very antisocial because you're like, no, no, I don't need to see people. I can just listen to the voices. Yeah. Me and Ash, far more gregarious. We're like, well, you no, know, we see the people we're, we're we're interacting with.
2: No, 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 fuck that. Somebody <laughs> do a study on
1: that. There's there's something in that. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction?
2: I'm gonna. i still muddling this one over. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> Ash. Oh, easy.
3: Fictional
1: way. Okay. <laughs> I love how he's just like, yeah, like. I. Is it like.
2: No, it's got to be fiction.
1: It's probably 50-50 on the content I consume is is half (coughs) fact,
2: half fiction. Yeah, and this is why our second list was slightly harder than it should have been, because so many of my favourite choices are actual factual books.
3: Hilariously. (laughs) I'm completely the other way around. I'm I'm not a massive reader. I thought, oh, I'm going to struggle to even get five books here, <laughs> right? And then when I actually remembered what I'd read, which is fine, because uh, I have read, like, two trilogies and a double, and la <laughs> da and then, and then I was like, okay, so really, I've only read probably this much. But that's way, that's way more than way I need yeah. so that's fine. But I'm going neither, um, because
2: I can't decide. All oh. um, fiction. I'll what about right, you? I already used my You name, already right. used your neither, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right. Up until about two years ago, this would have been... Really fucking easy. with fiction <laughs> all the way. Yeah, but then I fell in love with history. Yeah, and since then I've been reading <laughs> lots of books about history. Likewise, uh, I'm going to go, still going to go fiction because I've been into fiction way longer. You've been reading fiction yeah. for, or consuming fiction for yeah. a lot longer. Uh, starter
1: or dessert? Starter, Star. hundred yeah. percent. even if it depends on the restaurant, because if it's just like, oh yeah, you've got Sunday, it's got a whole bunch of sauce and shit on it. That's your options for dessert or get fucked.
3: I think the starter options are generally better. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I'd like much like rather fill up on a starter and a main than
2: a, st- a main and a dessert. I sure. will only ever See, I'm impatient I'm have something impatient. on off the dessert menu if it's a cheese board, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is basically just second starter. I'm gonna yeah. go with That's it. It's so, like, yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the D D. W- I'm going like with dessert. Kind
3: of the. Des- dessert cheese board for yeah. a starter please yeah. Uh, yeah. and then another one yeah. and then <laughs> I'll have the, the main, main charcuterie <laughs> board after that with all of the cheeses oh. on it you've got your
1: starter, your main and then your okay. ender because
3: are basically the same we, we, we were, need to skip uh, over the food ones because I've not eaten enough today to get. <laughs> into
2: that, you know? I just oh, did I ever tell you about the time we were in the Lake District so we went for this dinner in this place called Sorry the Pig Ash.
0: <laughs>
2: it was this really really awesome little like, pub restaurant called The Pig and uh, I had Worth Rabbit to start. Oh,
0: nice.
2: Fondue for Maine. <laughs> nice. Very nice to yourself, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All of this was to myself, and these were like big, big portions. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worth Rabbit, fondue, which uh, I was the greatest fondue because it had like. Um, a like cock, pig. yeah. Big <laughs> like old cheesy cocks. Yeah, it was all just cocks. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say cocktail sausages, but what I mean is pigs and blankets, you know, oh, chips. Oh, yeah, everything you want stuff. to dip in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had a cheese board possibly the biggest cheese mold I've ever seen in my life, even you would be like I'm not sure <laughs> I ate them all and then we got out of the cab back at the place we were staying and the first thing I did was throw up in a
0: bush oh, <laughs> Jesus. I got in so much trouble <laughs> just overindulged yeah, to the max
2: all that cheese and then there was beer because I was drinking my <laughs> <laughs> it was not good phenomenal
1: <laughs> <laughs> next one Bum or boobs? Easy, bum. 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 I'm a bum, man. Bum. Bums
2: all around. Yeah. <laughs> Much to <Bums>. <laughs> a constellation of somebody this currently in my life. <laughs> I'm a bum, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Piece of piss.
1: Yeah, it's easy for me. Vampire, vampire. Uh, yeah. I
0: thought that was going to be across yeah. the board. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did start writing um, uh, a vampire, uh, werewolf novel, actually. Because I was like, werewolves don't get enough love. I want to see someone give the Anne Rice treatment to werewolves. And then I was like, no one's done that. I'll do it myself. That was about four years ago. I haven't got past chapter one.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> you realise they're just like, what can I do? What can my werewolf do for the other like 29 days of a month? <laughs> yeah. Just a normal guy, just hanging around, yeah. just doing well,
3: like, go to work. You have to take thing.
1: some liberties, like Anne Rice did with the whole vampire mythology, and that other one, the, the Fifty Shades of Grey Lady. Um, with her vampire ones, oh. they took took some the, the sparkly vampires. I know Twilight, I oh. Twilight was written yeah. by the
2: same person that wrote Fifty. Of Grey. No, it wasn't.
1: But it was originally uh, one of them. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was a 50, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey was a Twilight fan fiction originally. Oh, or it might okay. be the other way around. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically, it was a fan fiction, and then it, they were everyone was like, "Hey, you should publish this." So she had to change like the names oh, okay. so that she
2: wasn't just like ripping off. I mean in, in Buffy they were like one night's not enough ok our werewolves uh, are werewolves for three nights
0: Yeah, the
2: full moon and the, the night's what? either side Other of that because yeah. <laughs> now we can tell stories <laughs> um, book or movie movie Ooh. I love books and I love reading but movies they're just so much more practical they're, a lot of the time you're you're in and out in two and a half hours you don't have to Dedicate so much time to them, like you do a book. Admittedly, you get so much better stories. You get and books, more
1: out of a book,
2: but movies are just so much more practical. Oh, yeah,
1: for, for ease of consumption, yeah. it's definitely movies. Mm. However, well, you're wrong. I love them both,
2: so I had to find something that separated them, and that was it. I'm
1: going book because, yeah, I read way I read way more books in a year than I watch films, even with touching. Yeah, so. Despite my recent uh,
3: activities of basically, of an (laughs) evening, instead of watching, admittedly, the last two nights I've been watching Halo, because I've been catching up on that, because I've got invested in that now, but I was, uh, I'd replaced Doom scrolling with reading instead. So I would make myself a nice cup of tea, and I would go and sit up in my room, and I'm rereading some books, which I'm gonna mention shortly anyway. (laughs) but yeah, just instead of like looking at shit on the internet for it's like an much, hour or it's two It's a hour. much better
1: way of spending your well, time, just, isn't
3: it? You just get locked in, don't you? And then you don't realise what the time is. And you're like, oh, a waste of an evening. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like it's such a waste of The one that always evening. catches
1: me is like, I'm going upstairs to have a shower. I'll sit down on the bed. I'll take my shoes off. And I'm like, oh, I'll just check my phone. I've got some notifications. An hour later, I'm still sat <coughs> there on the bed. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't had a shower yet.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's it, right? Like, I sometimes I get back from work quite late as well. It would be like eight, nine o'clock. And then I'll be like, oh, well I've got like probably a couple of hours, you know, to do something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I could just sit, like quite often I'll just sit on the sofa and I'll just be like, oh, just flicking through shorts. Yeah. And just like, nah, nah, nah. So I've I've been reading again, which has been really nice actually. I um, think, but well, despite well,
2: that, movies. Despite that, movies, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I spent two hours this morning reading American Psycho and I felt like I'd only been reading for about half an hour. So I thought I was like, shit.
1: Going, yeah, I keep morning. getting caught doing
2: that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Okay, summer
1: or winter. This is hard. It's dead easy. Summer. Summer. Summer time. Absolutely. And
3: the living. Much as I like the the
1: clothes that I get to wear in winter, I don't like getting rained on, I don't like being cold and I don't like the wind messing up my hair. So and in the summer I get to put my hammock out and lay and read books in the sun. So (laughs) that's
2: My thing is though, like the summer's should be the winner. Yeah. I really struggle to handle the heat, whereas in winter
1: yeah. I can just put more clothes on. <clears throat> I don't know. Our heating's been on the fritz for the last month. It's been so unreliable. <laughs> right when the middle of the, when that cold snap started, our heating stopped working properly.
2: Oh, so I've no. been cold for about the last month. Plus, <laughs> what you love about laying in the hammock and reading them. I love about putting the fire on <laughs> <laughs> and reading, because oh, it's just super cosy. Yeah. Everything's
3: just better in the summer. It's yeah, light when you wake up, the light, days are longer, yeah, you can get more sunshine, done. sunshine, you can go dry. places
2: and do stuff. Yeah. Right, do you know what? Yeah, barbecues. That's what I was about to say, just for, purely for barbecues. For barbecues. Summer wind. Cooking outside. Summer. Although I would quite happily cook outside in the winter. I have done it, that yeah. before,
3: it's not yeah. as much fun. Well, sure. it's, it's, uh, it's standard uh, British barbecue right with the umbrella the rain.
2: holding it over the barbecue to make <laughs> sure it go out yeah. I'm, I'm, I was more thinking i have a smoker, I could just light a fire stick it in there <laughs> uh, pool or beach pool every day of the week I mm. fucking hate sand yeah.
1: see, I hate sand I like but anything. I like <laughs> the seaside
3: <laughs> see I'm uh, yeah I'm a big fan of the beach if, I love yeah, the beach and the thing the is beach. if you if you don't try and like eat food at the beach not a problem Yeah, oh, do you know what I mean everything like,
2: about the beach is a problem Oh no, Everything. man! Oh, I love. I like. Beach. I like.
1: Be- I don't like sand, but I do like beaches. What's, that, and what's I like the most the famous seaside? beach
2: in the world? Um, Bondi. Bondi. Yeah. Oh, it's a Bondi. You've never seen a grumpier <laughs> motherfucker. I'm like the best. Like the most famous beach in the world. I'm like. The only good thing is, like, the straight art. they got a Princess Layer over there. <laughs> I'm going to go sit on the, on the grassy hill and read my book. I think you just, like,
3: seeing you sitting there grumpy as fuck, yeah. just pinking up <laughs> in <laughs> the Australian sun. This slowly going swearing. red. sweating.
2: Oh, it's so fucking hot. It's like, no, these places... This beach doesn't have any, even have air con. Uh, It got so bad that one of the people that I was with <laughs> dragged me into town. <laughs> so I'm like, just can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> There's... I like pools, but normally pools have annoying people
1: splashing around and um, stuff like plasters. that. And plasters. And plasters. You've seen a ship and... floating in the water. Last time we went on holiday abroad, the kids' pool was closed for most of the morning after a uh. kid ate too much at breakfast and he yacked in the pool. Yeah, but
3: yeah, beaches, when, you, when you
2: yak in the sea.
3: It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's already swim, in there. Swim away.
2: <laughs> swim away from it. It's somebody else's problem. Yeah. I see my favourite thing on holiday is to lay on my sun lounger, read my books... And every couple of hours, <laughs> when I get a bit hot, I jump in the pool, <laughs> splash around a bit, I cool down, I get out, I dry, back on my sun lounger, reading my book. At the beach, there's sand. Yeah, sand does get. If you go to a pebble beach. Uh, yeah, yeah I've we'll spent quite that. a bit it's of time at
0: pebble good. beaches over the years, they're and they not are.
1: As good. They're, I mean, they're not as good. They do bruise your feet, but yeah. then I don't often take my shoes off, Pain so it doesn't real. really bother me. And yeah. I love skimming stones. So I prefer yeah. pebble beaches to sandy beaches. No, I'm going I'm pool about, anyway. Despite sand. despite arguing for oh, beaches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm all about, about the beaches Yeah, I thought you know and Ada are so happy at the beach. Yeah. Fair like enough. so happy like it's, To be fair, Pops loves the
1: beach. Yeah, yeah. everyone else it. in my house loves the beach. It's just not me, I've yeah, grumpy, I have Yeah, Grand I hate. Grumpy, the grumpy the sand.
2: Yeah, I'm just. A I think it goes
1: back to being a kid, though. I, remember, I was a kid. I them? used to love it. No, I hate. No, it. Actually, you know, because I I'd, I'd love being in the water, and then I'd come out, and the sand would stick to my yeah. skin. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah, me too. It makes it's my like, skin crawl. I don't know yeah. if
2: this is like an autism thing, but the the sand on me stuck to me is the most irritating thing. Oh, it's of very my life. irritating. Anakin. But then when I was a kid as well, like, do you remember them little like <laughs> jelly? Jelly shoes. shoes. Oh, the jellies. The jellies. The most rigid,
1: hard, plastic, known to man. Good, blisters. Yeah. Mum, <laughs> yeah. yeah. my feet really hurt. I've only been wearing them for half an hour. No, no, it's fine. You're going to the beach to wear them. Yeah. But no,
2: my toes are falling off. Yeah, it's like... The abrasive sandpaper just <laughs> rubbing through your skin. <laughs> my parents would put me in them at the beach, and I'd be like, she can go, oh, you can do anything you want, and never take them off. They're mm-hmm. brilliant. But then... You'd come off the beach and you'd be covered in sand, and then someone would be there with a bottle of water, trying to Rinsing wash the down. water off you. Put your jetties back on, which no matter how many times you rinse them, still, still had everything. sand in them. Well,
3: it's because you put your foot back down in the sand, the yeah. instantly like oh, it's just but
2: it's so much palaver and horribleness. It's like just take me to a pool. I'm just I used to I wear wet to a wetsuit quite pool. a lot
3: at the beach because uh, we used to go bodyboarding. <laughs> bodyboarding. Look at
2: this motherfucker, posh and pretentious. Posh
3: motherfucker so so over, over here. <laughs> Well, you know, we went bodyboarding all the time, like yeah, me and my dad yeah. and my brother, and that was often in, like, quite, like the, weather, the weather, weather was, like, terrible, so <laughs> we used to go down to Devon and Cornwall, we used to bodyboard to quite be fair, there.
2: To be fair, I have some very good childhood memories of being in Cornwall and bodyboarding, Yeah, but mm. that was it, once I got out to sea, it was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like I also like tend, though, if you're wearing a wetsuit, yeah. then you, know. most yeah, of yeah, your body's covered. Yeah, we f- weren't rich enough to have wetsuits, we just used to do it, you know. What a t-shirt, mate. Yeah, not even that, just a pair of shoes. <laughs> uh, no,
1: I had to wear a t-shirt because I was always sunburnt by the, the second day of the holiday yeah, regardless of where of, we went trying
3: put,
1: put some ruin on it, I I am it? Pale as, I'm a pale-ass motherfucker well you're a vampire I mean, I mean yeah. what do they expect? yeah salt or pepper? salt,
2: salt. yeah salt uh, is anyone no. why
1: would anyone answer
2: anything but that? pepper's good don't get me wrong Pe- oh yeah no I've got a question for you though white or black pepper whoa <laughs> I'm like <laughs> fucking hell
3: You can't just jump in like that.
1: (laughs) Simmer down, Trump motherfucker. What the hell? White
3: pepper or black pepper? Uh, Black pepper. I'm just not a fan. Like a tiny bit of black pepper.
0: Ground black pepper. Ground black. black,
1: Especially as I'm getting older, I I find myself
2: going to town. Brilliant. It adds like a depth to the actual flavour. It's not just... Heat is there's like an actual depth, yeah. So well, I, we don't were, like, we were, I don't we were, like I know the heat in my version to spice, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> likewise. We, did, we did speak about rocket the other week, <laughs> basically like pepper in disguise. Anybody, <laughs> anybody that can, <laughs> <even> <laughs> <fast>
0: cook, <laughs> <Green> anybody, rocket
2: <laughs> pepper in disguise, <laughs> anybody with any, any minor kind of interest in cooking or ability to cook. Well, no. That salt is the single most important ingredient. Oh, absolutely! It's yeah. like
1: we're ma- literally made of salt. Yeah. So, okay, cats or dogs? Dogs. dogs. I mean, that was yeah. Uh, it's not even it's a, a question. no-brainer. It's not even a question. If you're a cat person, you're wrong. Uh, text or
3: call? Text. Text. See, this is the thing. I used to be about calling people. <laughs> Because I do a lot of driving, so I spend a lot of time in the van, and there are certain people that I used to have conversations with quite a lot. You while you're driving. Well, I can, because, you know. No, app you can't. App connects, Ash. App Connect. App I'm not texting. The van's texting. Oh, okay. Oh, like so, uh, text-to-speech? Yeah, which or is how I messaged you guys on the way over, because I was like, because it does everything. It uh, does what's happening, means, you know, yeah. modern technology. Oh, how right. great is that? Even though it's like 10 years old. But hey, Fucking AI. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah. I think
2: Ash is actually
1: AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's a real person, though. He's an implanted memory. We're actual
3: replicants. This is oil in (laughs) here.
1: Synthetic. I
3: hate oil. If you cut me, do I not bleed? No, (laughs) Ash. No, you (laughs) don't.
2: That is oil. I don't know. (laughs) I bled quite a lot in that sink (laughs) (laughs) earlier. I hate talking on the phone Mm -hmm. because I can't see people's body language. I can't tell. I just
1: hate talking to people.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it depends who it is, though,
3: right? Like, if you, like, if you guys are talking over the phone. No, no I'd still hate it. No. You would hate it, really? No.
2: We I tried. had to phone him earlier briefly to check yeah. something, and it's just horrible. <laughs> just like, do you want to do that? Hey, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I, yeah, I don't mind people. And the only time. Talking to people I face to face, I'm fine with to that. To be fair, the only person like I ever, ever call fine. is you. And that's only because Go I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. It, in an emergency, if I need an answer within four hours, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Oh. I will call him. <laughs> or
1: don't don't out me like that,
2: bitch. <laughs> anybody in your life? <laughs> knows, don't worry. <laughs> uh, but or if we've got plans to do something and something happens, yeah, I will call you and be like Look, We need to rearrange because it's just so much easier. Yeah. Any other time, I'll, I'll text. I, I, I literally
1: it. got pulled up at work the other day because a customer complained that despite them repeatedly asking me to call them, I kept responding through the ticketing <laughs> system because
2: I'm like, I want to <coughs> fucking talk to you. I, I mean, just the guy was a prick. But, but that's I find the point. it so difficult. If I can't see your body language, I can't see your facial expressions. You are you are autisming so I hard. Know, I know. <laughs> I never know when to speak. And it doesn't matter how much I concentrate, how much I'm like, <laughs> right, three, two, one. I always talk over the top of the other person. I'm
1: really looking forward to going on the first investigation where we have to use my new two-way radios, <laughs> oh, and you're no. just going to be either completely silent on no, the other end. fine, though, Or just like, hello, you're
2: talking now. If everybody, you if everybody talked on the phone and they said, over... Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, that's true. Good. Yeah, good point. Okay, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, so you're going to be enforcing the radio discipline yeah. because I oh. need to know. I <laughs> can't, can't
3: use a walkie talkie and not say over. That's yeah. just like. Roger, roger.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so will you text as well? Or are you are you a weirdo?
3: No pressure. Or I don't mind talking on the phone. I spend a lot of time talking to people on yeah, the phone. Yeah, I suppose
1: you probably
3: do that a quite lot a bit. of time.
2: I avoid it. Oh, God. But so, given
3: the choice, what would you do? Uh, it depends what I'm doing.
2: Gen- I don't know about the only time it is acceptable to talk on the phone is during phone sex and that is it
1: yikes I'd, I'd rather just, just send me pictures of your boobs and I'll deal with it myself <laughs> I mean, I, within I'm, the four well, hour period. here's mine send me yours we'll each take care of ourselves and we can message afterwards and talk about <laughs> anime um, I'm just like
2: just text me every time you moan. it's
1: just just out of text conversations we've got a whatsapp group you're not in (laughs) (laughs) comedy or horror
2: I mean I'm going comedy comedy all the way but I have to say out of all the genres of film they're probably my two least my two least favourites yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, I I mean yeah I would say comedy as well even though some of my favourite films
2: are technically classed as horror like uh, Interview the Vampire and things like that yeah, uh, you're the, way, we, the only time we've ever coffed cof, cof horror films are when you've brought them to the pub And when I
1: brought them to the pond, yeah. yeah. That's because you know I don't like horror films. No.
2: Oh, <laughs> Apart from the ones that I do. I've only I only like a like a handful. I like the original Psycho because I fell in love with it as like <laughs> a very young kid that found it on BBC Two at midnight. I do like chocolate syrup. And uh the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's just weird and fucked up. I remember when oh, I watched that for the first yeah. time,
3: and I was too young
1: to watch that yeah. the first time. <laughs> exactly. And I was—I watched it in my twenties, and I was, well, I was, like and was too young to watch it. Yeah, it
3: was terrifying, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and yeah, oh, I watched yeah.
2: it Yeah, Blair, Witch is really good. Mm. We have yeah. to revisit that this year for Halloween. Oh lord, it's bit free. I don't know years, if, I, I don't if I'm ready fun. for that. Yeah. Uh,
1: we are strikingly similar. Yeah, now. how many? How many like across the boards? Um, one actually maybe not two three four five six seven eight of these we mm. was across the board and with the others yeah we were pretty close yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maybe this is why the podcast works so well I yeah. don't know that's not Just my bag
3: a mild amount of controversy thank uh, you darling oh it says okay thanks
1: bye at the end right. thank you next up
2: the, the question I'm pretty sure you were most excited to answer when you sent your list of questions over. <laughs> the, all the others on that list were simply added to
1: pad <laughs> out the fact that I sent this list. Yeah. <laughs> so we got top five
0: fiction books.
1: Yeah, and I ha- I did specify a fiction because I was like... Oh no, the
2: actual list said top five fiction slash non-fiction. Yeah, two separate lists. Yeah, because I was like, they are two very separate lists. My honourable mentions? Yep. Train spine by Evan Welsh, nowhere near the best Evan Ir- Welsh book, it's barely even a novel, it's <laughs> a collection of short stories yeah. that kind of function to tell one narrative but I've read it so many times <laughs> that I could not put it on the list, uh, Lords of the Sith which anybody, any oh, keen touching listeners will know, we covered, we covered that on one of our rare book club episodes, yeah, back mm. when we used to do them. Back when we used to do them? Uh, Rant by Chuck Pornick. Uh, the Vampire Lestat by Anne Rice. <laughs> and Ready Player One by Ernest Klein.
0: Ooh.
2: Most How did that not make it onto any of my lists? Two two of these honourable mentions were brought into my life by you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it does one thing I, I I'm good at, it's recommending
1: books.
0: Um, um
1: All right, I'll do my honourable mentions. I have a little blurb for each of them because I couldn't help myself. Uh, Hard Target by Karen Travis, which is book one in a Republic Commando series and the first book that began to properly flesh out the Mandalorian culture. Um, This was on my top five at one point because this was one of the books I started reading after my dad died. So this was my Tell Them Steve Dave was this series of books. Oh, okay. Uh, Neuromancer by William Gibson. The Grandfather of Cyberpunk and the Start of the Excellent Sprawl Trilogy. Yeah, you were telling me to read this the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. A classic, blending themes of the supernatural, narcissism and foppish behaviour. So obviously, I yeah. mean, come on. <laughs> That's you all It's wow. basically me all round. And it's only like this thick. It's like 80 pages or something. I've it's never not read big it. Big. I Have I you should, not?
2: No, I should read it, right? It's a really good book.
1: Okay. Um, all You Need Is Kill by Hiroshi Sa- Sakurazaka. I got an honourable mention. <laughs> <laughs> My introduction to Japanese light novels: a clever, and fast-paced story of alien invasion, time travel, and mecha.
2: And if you really, really want to know just how much we both enjoyed it, <laughs> there is a touching. There is a
1: touching episode on that, and on the film they made based on it, uh, which is
2: uh, the Tom Cruise one. We haven't covered that. Have we not covered it? No. Fuck. <laughs> I've never
0: seen it. So. Oh, okay,
1: then we haven't. Well, we will be, because that's a good film, actually, even if it does have Tom Cruise in it. Oh. Uh, Ravenna by Dan Abnett, the opening book in the sequel saga to the Eisenhorn saga, mm. following the wheelchair-bound psychic inquisitor, inquisitor Gideon Ravenna as he uncovers a plot to destroy an entire subsector of the Imperium, which is one of the geekiest sentences I've ever said. I did
3: wonder how much bad library you were going to...
1: Yep. Hang on. And it's awesome. The whole... I mean, the Eisenhorn series is good, but the Ravenna series... Abnet is...
2: It's got an Inquisitor named Gideon. Yes. It reminds me of something else. Mandalorian.
0: Oh, yeah. Although mm. Gideon?
1: Although, um, this was written in 1998
2: or something. Yeah, but <coughs> we, all, we we know just how incestuous <laughs> all sci-fi fans are. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't be shocked if what's-his-face. <laughs> the yeah. guy from Swingers. Um Which is probably his least popular (laughs) film he's ever made. But that's the first one I ever saw him in. I can't remember his name. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure Like that was
1: probably a nod, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, And Mega Tokyo, Volume 1. You currently own my side copy of that.
2: Ah, Yeah, I do have that.
1: Uh, By Fred Gallagher. The only graphic novel on any of my lists. Starting the story of two gaming nerds who find themselves stranded in a surreal version of Tokyo... Back like in the late 90s. I will read that yeah. return. Thing. It's so good. Oh, I didn't even think to open up the graphic novel side of oh, things. I, I did.
3: Which is <laughs> like, now I'm like, fucking, that's <laughs> ridiculous.
1: I mean, that's another list coming up, people. Top yeah. five graphic novels. Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> I wish I'd known. That would be a nice, easy one for me because yeah. I've only read,
2: oh, actually, I say I've only read, I've read actually quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> You've got quite a section on your shelf. I right? have a whole shelf yeah, dedicated to graphic novels. Well, Mike keeps telling me he hates them, but our shelf keeps getting. More and more fault. It's not mm-hmm. my fault. The franchises I like keep expanding their stories
1: through graphic novels.
2: What's your th- oh man honorable mentions? Well, is this going to be the shortest honorable mentions you've ever had? Oh, 100 percent. Radio yeah. Times. In <laughs> <DVD guides>. <laughs> 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 the song, mate.
0: Mr. <laughs> Met for the win. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Deirdre oh. <laughs> for the win. <laughs> well, if we, uh, yeah, graphic novels wise, we'll Chuck and Preacher in there for sure. <laughs> No, that's a separate list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, all right, well, Can
0: no, you no, give me two <laughs> lists? Uh, <train laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: train yeah. spot you're going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay, my so number five. I'm okay,
0: yeah. super,
3: like it's not until you actually get asked to read, like, put a list together and you're like, fuck, oh, I don't read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like barely at all, except for now. But I'm yeah. reading things I've already read. So now. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm not going to lie, I had to go up into my loft into my book collection <laughs> and go through them and be like, no, no, I love that. No, no, I love that. I do love that, just to remind myself, because all I've got on my bookshelf of things I haven't read yet.
1: <laughs> uh, see, I went to my Goodreads, Oh, okay. which yeah. is where I track how many I've done, and it's got my book tar- reading target for the year, which I think is at 45 this year. Um, and Jeez. I went through that, and I was like, okay, well, show me all the books I've read that I've listed on here. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, that's going on there. Oh, like what ones did I link at five stars? Okay, we'll go down to four stars. See anything below that? I'm not going to reread anyway. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I had before I knew it, I had like 35 books, and I'm like, I've got to get this down to at most <laughs> <laughs> 10. five of them are going to be honorable mentions. What was your honorable mention? Oh, I was going to
3: throw *Creature* in there. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, I could get into that. <laughs> oh. And the boys
2: as well. Yeah, The Boys I mean, yeah. is an honourable mention for me but it's not <laughs> on my list but he's an honourable mention so my number five mm. The Hobbit The Hobbit I oh. fucking love that book like oh. I read I did it the wrong way round obviously I read The Lord of the Rings before I read The Hobbit Yeah, and so The Lord of the Rings were uh, because I was in my early 20s wasn't a reader at the time I just <laughs> fell in love with the films and thought I'll read the books and it was a chore yeah. to get through. Whereas I bought it in a in like a, a collection with the Hobbit. Yeah. So once I finished Return of the King, I was like, I'll give the Hobbit a go. So, <laughs> so much, much easier, easier to, read. to read. Yeah. But it's got all of the Lord of the Rings touch yeah. stones that you love that makes you fall in love with it. Yet it's so much easier to read. It's Lord of the Rings light, isn't yeah. it? And so the Hobbit is in my list again. We covered it on Tajik. If you really want to know how much me and really love it, go listen.
1: Yeah, we did. oh Yeah, I forgot we covered that. Yeah, mm. yeah Jesus. Um, I didn't do mine in order. Okay, which is annoying because I did do my theme tunes in order. Um, so I'm just going to read them out because I'm trying to reorder them into the correct order in my head right now, and it's not happening. <coughs> so, uh, I'll just start with the first one I got listed on here: Necropolis by Dan Abnet, uh, which is book three in the Gaunt's Ghost series. Uh, and this is the point where the series really hits its stride. Brutal urban warfare in the grim darkness of the far future, juxtaposed with high society power plays. All the named characters by this point are fully fleshed creations and utterly, utterly human, uh, despite being in a brutal, inhuman setting. I've lost count of how many times I've reread this book over the years. My copy of it is knackered. <laughs> uh, the pacing, characterization, and gallows humor in this book are absolutely perfect. And if I need a book to go back and reread, That's this, this is what, did, yeah, basically yeah. this is my go-to for it. Okay. So my,
3: it's weird. So <laughs> I've got three books because it's a trilogy, <laughs> right? But <because laughs> each book is a thousand pages. Yeah. Ooh. Right. I felt like each one and each one is in itself, like a massive novel. Yeah. And because I was quite short on choices <laughs> <laughs> as well. So it's um, a series by Peter F. Hamilton. Mm. Uh, and it's called The Night's Dawn Trilogy. Oh, I've heard of now, that. Now, you open the book, right? And the print is fucking tiny. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm a glasses wearer anyway. And I was like, fucking hell. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm in for it here. And as I said, each one is like a thousand pages. Hilariously, actually, they re-released it in America for a bit. And each book became two. Yeah. They split the books oh, for the okay. American audience, but yeah. then they again re-released it as <laughs> but basically um the tagline is a, like an epic space opera, mm-hmm. right? And it is immense. As you can imagine, like there's like this whole massive padded out universe. It's human set again <laughs> like just in the well, in the, a bit of the future. Um And to start with, like, it's quite hard to get into. Mm. They're they're introducing the concepts and the technology and everything like that. And everything's got, like, different names and da 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 -da, And if you struggle with reading like I do, it's quite hard to start with. But after about the first, like, four or five chapters, maybe (laughs) six, um, (laughs) you, like, you start to get your head around, like, what things are called and how things work and stuff like that. But basically... It's so vast. There's so many characters that get introduced in seemingly such random occurrences. <laughs> like you start in like, you know, the heart of civilization, which is fine. And then they go to some backwater planet somewhere with completely unrelated events. Um, and basically, yeah, you just follow just sort of tenish key characters across this thing that happens. And basically um, humanity ends up like they're across the stars, they're everywhere. They've colonized loads of planets, but on this one planet, this kind of like rift opens and these people who like, it's essentially like the devil kind of possesses, but it is how this thing unfolds and then how all of these characters span across the entire universe and then (laughs) linking all these threads together. And he does it over three books, but like it is phenomenal like to be engrossed in this universe and like the seemingly random chapters that introduce the characters yeah. and then over this arc of like 3,000 pages of <laughs> tiny print, how everything just gets woven together is just phenomenal. Oh, it's going on with this? Like article. it's, um, so it is called the Night's Dawn trilogy and it's by Peter F. Hamilton right. and he's, I think there's
1: highly regarded when it comes to hard sci-fi writing oh yeah
3: like it's hardcore sci-fi but it is good and what what sorry i am listening what's it called um the Night's dawn trilogy uh peter f hamilton so you've got the reality dysfunction the neutronium alchemist and then the naked god
2: which is a pretty good good. name but
3: also within that like it's quite funny so it also spans quite a lot of uh different genres within Mm. the books as well so there's quite a lot of like comedy the do that. there's a lot of sci-fi but then there's also you'd be like randomly reading and then suddenly there's like a sex scene and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> it just comes uh, out of nowhere and you're just like oh okay they're just floating around in space like doing it because one of the characters is like this <laughs> kind of hotshot trader captain guy and he's like you know like um He's like he's got quite wealthy. He does quite well at what he does, but he's also like a handsome devil, and you know, <laughs> da, 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 da. he's like banging chicks woof, all over the woof. galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like Captain Flash out <laughs> of space. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, and it's just it's funny how he's it just, and but he writes it, and it just it all flows so well, and like it just links together. But as a, a three, like they follow on from each other beautifully, mm. but it is so epic. I think that's like three in itself for sure. Like, it's just, as I said, there's so much content in each book. Yeah. And the detail on everything, just from describing, like, the planets and things like that, to then also, like, how the technology works and the spaceships and everything like that, it just rolls on and on. Um, but it's still really engaging. It's one of those things where, like, you, you know, you just keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. Yeah. But each chapter's so <laughs> fucking long. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it just... I found myself as well. Like, I would read stuff and then I would instantly reread the page <laughs> just to make sure I'd kind of grasp the concepts that he was grabbing at there. Um, but the story, like the way wine unwinds,
2: is is just phenomenal. Over those three books, it is genuinely very, very good. You know, last month you were like, when I get in the car to go home, I'm going to listen to the Cooper Temple Clause because you've made me <laughs> want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. When I go home, I'm, I'm ordering yeah. this first book because you've. Made I, it I want listened to it. a
3: lot of Boxcar Racer that week. Oh, did you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I put it on. Yeah. I just googled it, and then it was on my Google, uh, my YouTube, yeah. and it was on my YouTube algorithm. So basically, every time I went for a, <laughs> a mix, which YouTube does for me, yeah. it was just there every day <laughs> like, yep. yeah sentence.
2: what a banger um, so my number four number four is my first graphic novel on the <laughs> oh on lord oh. Yeah, I didn't realise this was uh, it was criminal to put graphic novels on <laughs> no I
3: just it just did not occur to me for some reason
2: I yeah. just
1: don't know why it didn't occur to me By but... the I was the first one to mention a graphic novel and I'm like <laughs> I, I don't like them <laughs> my number four
2: The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller I uh, if if I thought, yeah, the most <laughs> seminal probably Batman book ever written. I love the ideas of Batman coming out of retirement and being older, <laughs> but far more. It's the Frank Miller's Batman is far more brutal. Mm. He's far closer to what Batman would actually be in reality, um, yeah. Rather than say someone like Grant Morrison who writes what they call the Bat God, Bat God, who's yeah. always five steps ahead of everybody and the world's greatest detective and. Never really actually has to do anything because <laughs> he's already got it all, yeah. yeah. Whereas Frank Miller's Batman is far closer to a reality, a street level vigilante, yeah. just which beating is the shit out of everyone. Al- always my favorite, yeah. The street level v- vigilantes, but The Dark Knight Returns is such a good graphic novel that it is put in lists of top 100 novels. Yeah. Every list, this book will appear in it that and Watchmen. Honourable Mention. Oh, God damn. Yeah, there we go. Watchmen. Basically. <laughs> I knew all morning I was like, there's got oh, to be an yeah. Alan Moore. I love Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. What Alan Moore? Watchmen. Honourable Mention. I've
3: almost done my uh, graphic novel list already. Yeah. <laughs> i got like three yeah. down already. I'm I've like, just added one to it as yeah. well, yeah. But
2: I love The Dark Knight Returns so much that we did two episodes on the animated, the animated version of it. The animated version of it, yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't going to make you read the graphic novel. No. No. Uh, <laughs> a fact for which I'm eternally grateful. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I read V for Vendetta and that was and I fucking love V for Vendetta. Yeah. That was a slog.
2: Okay. <laughs> so what's your number 4?
1: Uh my number 4, Guards
2: Guards by Terry Pratchett was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remembered The I oh, no Returns. It's <laughs> a, Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's a it's 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 one of those books. I mean, The Discworld is one of my favorite book series. Yeah. Uh, and the City Watch uh books are my favorite sub arc within that. Uh, and even within that sub arc, there are there are books that are more <coughs> deeper than Guards yeah. Guards. There there is books like um, Night Watch, which are emotionally harder hitting than Guards Guards. But it's the perfect introduction introduction to I uh, think
2: really, but I, specifically the the, the Night Watch. I 100% agree with that statement because it was the very first Pratchett book I'd ever yeah. read we did it for tachi so there is an episode There's an dish, episode on as well. that as well it's quite an early, early one. one and I thoroughly enjoyed it mm. and after that I have read several of the discworld books not only for other episodes of Touchy yeah but just for fun yeah. because I I was sold on his writing style yeah and I was sold on Ankh-Morpork and I was sold on the idea of <laughs> like what goes on there so much that I had to go back and read some more.
1: He's, he's got this masterful handling of serious themes. Mm. You know, Even within this one book, you've got humanity, greed, justice, morality. And amidst his trademark humour, it's a, it's a, it's, that's why I picked that book for us yeah. to cover, because it's the perfect entry into uh, the Discworld. And then knowing, as I do, how the watch develop throughout the series... It's like I read through most of the series, then went back and reread some of them, like Guards, Guards. Yeah. Then I finished the, the whole series, uh, right through to, to the very end, and then obviously, very sadly, uh, Mr. Pratchett died. Rest in peace. Um, and sort of seeing how Ankh Morpork, the watch, the world itself develops and evolves, going right the way back to the beginning yeah. and seeing, you know. Sir Samuel Vimes as he becomes going right back to meeting him that first time you meet that character pissed in the gutter you know in the rain it's just like oh oh you've got so much to look forward to (laughs) yeah um, Garth's Garth
3: by Terry Patrick amazing Uh, so another trilogy for me
2: (laughs) (laughs) don't get he Reads but but his whole list is just
3: trilogy hardcore Uh, so (laughs) straight from the Black Library Andy Horne,
1: uh, Rogue Trader Trilogy. Rogue Trader Cards, yeah. that is an old one. Yeah, that's an old cut. Fucking hell, that's, that's, they're not even canon
3: anymore. No, <laughs> they're not, and they're very hard to track down. Yes. So with my my one and two were also very hard to track down. I can imagine. And for a battered book paying £25 for like yeah. an old battered book. Battered, hard,
1: tough back. <laughs> yeah, but actually,
3: to be fair, my Rogue Trader Trilogy is actually in a lot better nick than my other which is my one and two Um, (laughs) but yeah so you've got um basically set in the 40k universe so grim darkness of the far future yeah um i love how so far we've had
1: three books three series mentioned from that
3: Um, (laughs) and basically it's about a so rogue traders are kind of um like the opportunistic uh kind of ships captains of the future yeah, and I they know. basically
0: <laughs> deep space doll boys Yeah, <laughs> much, they
3: will. If they see an opportunity, they will take it. Um, so this guy, it's about basically they, they had this massive dynasty and it's kind of gone into massive decline. Mm. Um, and they have they've kind of fallen on hard times a little bit, but he still has like these three massive ships. So yeah. the uh, the father of the uh, the clan, and then he's got his son and his daughter who also have ships as well, and they've kind of got this opportunity to try and make some uh, make some money. On the eastern <laughs> fringes, but the Tao have uh, other ideas. So it's um, yeah. basically the kind of follows the story of them trying to make the best of a bad situation, yeah. and it's just, it's one of those things where like they kind of haphazardly roll through these situations. It is Captain And then at the Flash end of it up. Yeah, yeah. And they basically try and make the best of it and at the end of it every kind of situation they manage to come out sort of unscathed. Yeah. And then it's all about them trying to turn it to their advantage to them like, oh well maybe if this happens we could actually make a lot of money doing yeah. this or that. Um but again it's it's one of those ones where so for like Battlefleet Gothic fans, like mm. there's not a lot of of book for, written out there. No. And it sets the kind of that world because like anyone familiar with 4K kind of knows how brutal the future is but like yeah. the, the space like kind of combat of the future is so brutal. Yeah. But also the running of these like you know, these ships that are like ten <laughs> kilometers long and like some have like ten 000 thousand people thousand on crew. just to run them. But Most of be- whom
1: are slaves. Yeah, mostly
3: slaves who die constantly. Constantly. Like literally <laughs> like <laughs> You fired a
1: gun that you killed a hundred slaves that standard yeah like literally some
3: <laughs> part of the machinery will fall apart and like a hundred people will die like in a blink of an eye and everyone's like eh, acceptable. yeah acceptable when can we like, fix the machinery? yeah it's like oh, well we're gonna put into port and get some more slave labor soon yeah. so that's fine and the hilarity <laughs> is is like that's how the imperium run who are yep. like supposed to be technically the good guys good and guys then like, you know most of the other like you know like the trade and everything like that pretty much work the same way yep. like <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, but yeah it's like it's really like, there's some really nice twists and turns there's some inquisitors in there doing yeah. some dark shit um, <laughs> there's some traitors in the midst and you know um, yeah it's just a really fun series um, and it's yeah it's just this thing of like you know every time there's a situation there's like they try and get through it and if they get through it then it's like how can I turn this to my how advantage can make
0: money off how of can this? I make some money <laughs> out of this to like
3: kind of repair the damage of this it's fading just, it's dynasty it's
1: kind of like Warhammer meets Only Fools meets Minder yeah. Because it's, it's that sort of... Yeah, yeah. I haven't read them in a long time.
3: It's a very, very good trilogy. I'm currently... I'm When I finish rereading the other two books, which will come up shortly, I will probably go back and reread <laughs> that
1: again. They're um, going to have to go on, onto my list. I don't think I've read them recently. I've got... I, I gave up trying to get um, physical um, copies. I've got ebook versions of them. Oh, okay. Um, I, oh, so I would lend
3: you mine, but they might not survive the journey to your yeah.
1: house. <laughs> they... Uh, yeah, I don't think they're official ebooks because I don't think there is an official ebook released of them. But no. yeah, I'm going to have to reread them. It's been a long time. I've read mm. a lot of. I'm reading The Space Marine Battles at the moment, mm. working my way through them, and I'm on, on like book 15 of like 37 or something <laughs> ridiculous mad. like that.
2: <clears throat> okay, mm. my number three the second graphic novel on my
3: list. Ash is <laughs> kicking Hold himself. Hold on. It's
2: fine. It's fine. I'll just add it to my list. And then <laughs> We've already mentioned it on today's episode. Preacher, book one. Nice.
0: Uh, I bet so you read that.
2: Yeah. Preacher <laughs> is hands down my favourite comic book ever, am. <laughs> mm. and it's not about Batman, which tells you <laughs> just how much I love it. Um, it was... Do you remember when Free Offs? Was a yes. thing. We used to have a comic book shop in Oak and then Free Comics, and I was going for a massive like comic book loving phase at the time. I remember going
1: up there with you once, and they all they all knew you. Yes, because
2: I was <laughs> I was a reservist. I had on my reserves, and I'd go in there every week and pick up my reserve collection <laughs> of comic books. It was the it was the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember. Before they moved upstairs in Center, they used to have a tiny shop. They did in Little Walk. In the Little Walk. And I remember going in there and I was just browsing the new releases. And it had been released in the 80s
0: Mm.
2: on Vertigo, uh, which is part of the DC umbrella. But that was where they put all of their non superhero All the 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 weird dark shit. All the more literary stuff. (laughs) All the stuff in the the late 80s put comic books back on the map as like legit literature that's where Adam Moore wrote all of mm. his stuff Watchmen Viva Vendetta the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. they were all on Vertigo and so they had like literally issue one was <laughs> being re-released and I was like well, "It's an issue one give it a go <laughs> and I think on the very first page they talk about that's right because I picked it up and I opened it and there was a girl with me and I turned to her and I was just like oh my god I can't believe this. On the very first page, they talk about fucking someone's eye sockets. <laughs> I and mean, there was a small child stood behind me. Nah. And I turned around to the very ugly <laughs> look from the kid's mom, But from that point on, I was like, oh, I'm buying this. And then I went away, I read that one, and then I went straight on the internet, But all the graphic, the collected edition yeah. graphic novels, and I've just been into it ever since. Garth Ennis is, hands down, my favourite comic book writer. Mm. He's got a way of doing humour. Like, exciting kind of stories, but he doesn't hold back. He'll use swear words. He'll <laughs> use dark humor. There's a vampire in it. His name's Cassidy. He's despicable, but you love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesse Custer is the main character, who's a preacher, but he's the least preachy preacher you've yeah. ever met. And then you've got Tulip, who's just fucking hot. But it's <laughs> all three of them go on this adventure. And even though, right, I'm not religious, don't really give a fuck about religion. The whole book about revolves around finding God and making God yeah, like yeah. responsible for how <laughs> shit the world is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I learnt a lot about religion from reading <laughs> this book <laughs> but just hands down my favourite comic book and easily one of my favourite fictional pieces yeah. of literature I've ever read it and if you're going to watch the amazing. TV show start on season, season 2 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah as discussed
1: earlier yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's your number uh, <laughs> uh, 3
1: right? 3 yeah, yeah. Um, x-wing rogue squadron by
2: michael a stackpole it was it was on my list at one point and then i was just like i could do so many star wars ones but i'm gonna choose one for my own <laughs> and that's it
1: well this was i mean this is another one i've read dozens of times over the years uh the start of the x-wing series of novels it's a fast-paced star wars take on the old world war ii pilot stories from the 40s yes uh, the series finally gave Wedge Antilles the best part, the best non-Jedi pilot in the galaxy. Don't at me. Uh, the development that he deserved, <laughs> and introduced a whole host of characters and stories that would be pivotal to the old expanded universe. They're easy, fun to read books that I genuinely struggle to put down once I start reading. Yeah. I have to, I have to set myself a time because I will comfortably sit and read one of these in a single sitting if left to my own devices because they just flow. You just get in, you read it, and you're like, an hour and a half later, you're like, I've read half of this book, and I should have been asleep an hour ago. (laughs) Well, I may as well just
0: push
2: on and finish it now. Who needs sleep? This is one of the books that you suggested to me. Yes. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, there's an episode of Touching on it. Yep, there is an episode of Touching on it. We both enjoyed
1: it. (laughs) I'm really (laughs) happy because I managed to get some of my favourite books covered on this podcast. Um, I mean, there's don't know how many novels there are now in the x-wing series i think there's about a dozen and they span a bunch of the x-wing and the race squadron uh, sorry rogue squadron and race squadron ones are like the first eight novels and they're all set very close together it's all set post return of the jedi so the new republic is established and they're out there fighting warlords and what becomes the imperial remnant and all that so this would be the same time period as the mandalorian as the mandalorian Yeah. yeah um which is why I got all excited when they announced the uh, *Rogue Squadron* yeah. film that then got shot down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they did introduce they introduced characters and stuff that happens here that was then built on and spun out into other bits. I mean, one of the characters who flies in *Rogue Squadron* and is introduced in this book is Corran Horn, who I know we've spoken about before on this yeah. podcast. He becomes a Jedi. It plays a pivotal role in the New Jedi Order alongside Luke Skywalker. Has his own really shit spin-off novel, hmm. which is absolutely dreadful. Um, but yeah, these are these are just really fun books to read.
2: Ash was talking earlier about like oh, the, like this book. They explain how everything works and they do this and this, yeah. and it takes a little while to get into. The thing I found with that book was yes. just like, oh my god, there's so many like. Um, <laughs> technical piloting terms, Pilot phrases. That yeah. I'm like, oh God. That aside, super. easy You spend to read. like
1: the first the first chapter yeah. or so getting acquainted with what these things mean. I'm like, yeah. what's
2: pole? What's starboard? I should know this. Right, <laughs> <laughs> adult. This, which way is he rolling? I don't know. Doesn't You're trying, One of my favourite things is trying to picture the
1: the battles because obviously these they're fighting in space, yeah. so the regular rules of logic don't really apply. They're like doing free three sixty flips to shoot TIE fighters behind them and stuff like that. And then they're factoring in things like you know, you've got your shields and then you've got the proton torpedoes and you got oh you well, you got this particular technology they use for this and that. Oh and don't forget your astromech. So it takes a couple of chapters but once you've established like a mental baseline.
2: Yeah it's so easy it's, to read.
3: It's yeah, so and you enjoyable. can just read
1: these back to but I frequently will. I'll do the first like eight online books that like I said are all in, in pretty close proximity to each other and largely follow on from one another. I'll read them in a solid run because your, your brain's already in that headspace. Yeah. So you read this and then go away and read some Anne Rice and then try coming back to this. Yeah. You're fucking your brain going off to read Anne Rice to try and get into that headspace mm. and then coming back to this, trying to get into that, that fast-paced war headspace again. It's like, no, just read them
2: all back to back. It's so much easier. <laughs> I've got an honourable mention because we're doing fiction books. Yes. The Bible. anyway what's your number three have you read that it's shit yeah I've not read it it's (laughs) It's awful I've read the satanic bible but I haven't read the actual bible
3: so my number three is actually like my number two and one because again it's a double (laughs) but I've already had two trilogies so technically I'm on eight
2: (laughs) but like yeah you know I think Um, we can allow trilogies as one choice because at some point we're going to do films and (laughs) well some trilogies in there I don't know though because
3: I get but then surely there's always going to be your favourite of the trilogy, right? I
2: mean, yeah. most Empire. of the books
1: I've mentioned. In fact, all of them are parts of series. <laughs>
2: I mean, Empire, The Dark Knight, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <coughs> yeah. So again, uh, so I've got Gordon Rennie, uh, Execution Hour, and Shadow Point. <sighs> yeah, I like them. A a very minutes, good read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay because after this, I'm like done. Like I've had my eight, and that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. But again, okay. so yeah. Um, again, set in the 40k universe. Yeah. Again, it's Battlefully gothic orientated, but there is only literally, as far as I know, apart from fan fiction and what is hinted at in some of the books, like the rule books and things like that. Mm. So, it's quite rare to find a novel that. Details so that much it's focused, that it's focused on, focused the naval on that. Combat, yeah. and As far as I'm aware, there's only kind of five, and the Rogue Trader is it has a lot of it in, but isn't the it's, main yeah. point. It just fleshes okay. out that side of like space warfare and travel. Yeah. But these are 100. percent It's about it's set in the Gothic War, which is um, where the tabletop <laughs> game originated from. Right. Um, and in the rulebook for that, there's quite a lot of um, there's quite a lot of nice sections, and the history of the Gothic War is detailed yeah. in that as your kind of introduction. And there's quite a lot of sections which have snippets of space warfare and da, 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 da. Yeah. those are my favorite bits. Exactly. And then this is that fleshed out (laughs) over two books. Yeah. Um, But it also runs parallel with the history of the Gothic war as well. Mm. um, Focuses around like um, one ship in particular and one ship's captain. Um, And basically the first one is the initial kind of um, attack on a planet, which, Is just savage. It's (laughs) basically like a band has this new super weapon. It's called the Planet Killer. It's coming towards. It's it's coming towards the planet, and the thing that guides it there (laughs) is the fear of the people on the the planet. planet. (laughs) So it's they've bought their own demise. Basically, (laughs) it it turns out like a beacon in the warp, drawing their own destruction to them. This colossal ship, which could only have been made, it couldn't have been made in the actual universe, it has to be made in the, the war, because, it's because it's so ridiculous, <laughs> um, and basically it kind of flicks between, um, so there's a couple of incidents, a couple of chapters just kind of building up, giving you a bit of fleshy background, but essentially, you know, you get to put in charge of uh, the evacuation of this planet, um, but also you get the initial discovery of the Chaos cultists on the planet, yeah. and then how deep that runs, and then just the way the planet just descends into anarchy. Absolute brutal anarchy. Absolute bloodthirsty anarchy. Um and essentially is being overrun from for like a couple of weeks by chaos who are just destroying everything in their path and basically (laughs) most of the populace are either like die or pretty much join the cultists. So their ranks just swell and swell and swell, not realising that actually, <coughs> um, you know, they're all going to be destroyed to die with really. the rest so, of the planet.
1: Abad- Abaddon is not like picking up the cultists he's no. just gonna smash the planet gonna... and everyone on there is yeah. dead <laughs> yeah
3: so there's that part of it um which is kind of the main focus of the first book and how all that plays out and there's a few really nice um ship combat things as well there's quite a lot of like naval strategy as well in okay. it and like how it all works out mm. um and then the second part of that book is basically um they get sent on this uh, to make an alliance with the eldar mm. Uh, which is very um, basically, they're kind of drilled into them from birth like, hate the Xenos, like, hate the alien. Uh, so you so much like mistrust um and the other forces, the for- the, the forces the of chaos and also introduces the dark elder as well yeah um and they basically the they rely on this level of mistrust uh, between the other two factions who are trying to do like a parlay and that's why they've kind of met and also there's the burning god which gets awakened as well which is like amazing avatar, so there's like an okay. avatar so basically yeah there's just unstoppable Kind of god of war, it's basically molten skin. <laughs> um, and there's this really nice chapter where basically, so the elder get around by this thing called the Webway, which is like this kind of secret hidden route of <laughs> stuff. We're getting, we're getting deep here, yeah. but what is it? And deep basically, cuts? there's this one where so he walks, he's there's the the second book's called Shadow Point, and the Shadow Point is essentially um, the I have these things called Farseers, and basically they kind of cast runes and look into the future, but there's this massive ball of unknown. And that's known as the shadow that's point. That's the shadow point. Um, so you've got all these lines converging towards the shadow point. Um, and because of this, one of the seas is like, right, we need to do Pala, but it awakens the burning God and he's walking through the webway. <laughs> um, and on his way there just happens upon a planet, which is just populated by orcs. And you, was populated by orcs one but he just walked from one point to the next point which is the two points of the webway and basically just, just kills an entire planet everything. of orcs just <laughs> everything in this path which tells you everything you need to know about this guy and he's also on this convergence walking towards a shadow point as well so again you've got all these strands from like seemingly random parts of the universe all drawing together again um, but yeah I mean just the space combat aspect of it you've mm. got like um, fighters and bombers which get you know launched out and you kind of the battle is shown from all of these different sides and especially in fact you,
1: on the bombers you yeah. mentioned uh for scale the bombers are the size of 747 jumbo jets yeah the bombers right. that they dispatch to go out bombing stuff
0: yeah yeah and you get and there's like hundreds of hundreds
1: of them in a single wave and they're the size of
0: so, 7 bombers. and that, that gives you some idea of jets. the
3: scale of the ships <laughs> and therefore the scale of the combat of the ships and especially when there's like multiple fleets engaging and yeah it just it snaps between the fighters the bombers the different ships and everything like that and it just the picture it paints on the ships as well is so vivid Mm. especially with like a lot of the chaos marks like the nurgle and stuff and like the the horribleness just
0: of the, the, the just ick
3: of the, yeah, of just the, you know, the life aboard the chaos ships, but then also just the general brutality of the, uh, the Imperial, like just how it is to be, yeah. like, and I, I can't remember what the quote is directly, but somewhere it's like how, what it is to be a man in these times, and it's just savage because, like, the most
1: brutal regime imaginable. Yeah,
3: and it's just your life just means nothing. I mean, oh. Christ, they, there's a, I think there's a chapter where they sacrifice, they like essentially repowering. The ship's warp core yeah and essentially it's just sacrificing like a hundred psychic they just walk they them, just in them in there and just and murder the, um, them to power yeah, it up and the the kind of servitors that are, are doing it because this thing is so the radiation from it is so like literally as they're walking them in their their flesh and everything it's is
1: just, just melting dissolving away <laughs> as they perform this it's, task it's brutal which, like just to power this ship which is you know, and i remind you these are nominally the good guys
2: I'm yeah. I'm currently reading American Psycho, and there are some parts of that book that I'm finding it really hard to read. But they don't sound anywhere near as brutal as this. Book. what no. makes
1: it what makes this so bizarre is it's just so casually done. Yeah. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, we need to we need to just like. Do this thing. Oh, right. Let's okay, you have got to go and kill like a thousand of these people. Okay, yeah. I mean they've lived in abject misery for the twenty odd years of their yeah. life anyway. There's, there's So I'm n- just gonna melt them
3: in a furnace. Yeah, it's it's funny because like when you look at it in in a universe point of view, um, <laughs> and then you look at like something like say like the Star Wars universe, <laughs> right? And there's like there's like shitholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's also some very nice places to live yeah. in that version of the future. Yeah. There is some sort of nice places
1: to if live. If you go to some uh, of the places yeah. in McCrag, in, in Ultramar. Mm, yeah, sort of yeah like there, very, there very would nice. be some nice places to live. In a romantic, However, romantic sort of way. constant threat of like <laughs> demon invasion. And the fact that your life is worth less than a quill.
3: Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <is just, laughs> your life is just worthless. It's yeah. just absolutely... Unless you're born into the right hierarchy of manager scale. And the only way to get, like, you know, to to be kind of valuable as a, as a person is to rate, like basically join the military yeah. and do something good in the military. But, but you that, join the
1: Imperial Guard who have an average lifespan after finishing basic training of 15 hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will die within 15 hours of your first deployment. Yeah. So there we go. And that's actually my one and two. Interesting. This is a great two-parter. These, okay. these released uh, Execution Hour, I just looked it up now, uh, it was released in June 2001. Shadow Point was released in March 2003. Hmm. Captain Lyotun Semper, hmm. who is like the, the, the main character in these books. I am getting super nerdy now. Back in the day, I was involved on a lot of roleplay message boards.
0: Hmm.
1: One of which was I ended up somehow inheriting defense of this planet being attacked by another one a very anime inspired guy is this is when you worked at tesco when i worked at tesco's head office when
2: september 11th happened and everyone else was getting everyone else was life. gathered around the monitors watching it and i was writing
1: furiously writing a reply and
2: you were because, like no one's looking <laughs> I, can use my work I, work computer, I can use my work
1: computer to write this and uh this whole planet i i had brought in uh an explorator fleet from warhammer forty thousand because that was that and starcraft were the two Relevant oh, franchises Starcraft. I knew. Yes, please. Captain Leotan Semper had his own starship, and, uh, and the Lord Solar Mac. No, he wasn't there. I, the only named character I brought in <laughs> what from. Was the name of the ship. Uh, I can't remember what he was called. Uh, I mean, the ship here is the Lord Solar Macarius. Um, I can't remember what ship he was commanding in. My take on it, but he played a massive role in this huge siege situation where he was defending this planet. The rest of my Naval battle naval forces and army were all off on the other side of the galaxy fighting against fucking Gundam's to all intents and purposes um, and Ships that could fire black holes and yeah, he had this whole fucking thing that rumbled on for months uh, And I just seeing his name here. I got terribly nostalgic and I'm really sad that those forums don't exist anymore because I could, I would share the links so people could waste almost as much time as I did, okay. <laughs> They're like novels and stuff. Okay, my
2: number two. Oh god, yeah, question. <laughs> yeah. I've still got something for us to end on as well. Uh, my number two, and it should be no shock to any hardcore Tajik fan. <laughs> bearing in mind we've covered the film twice and this novel once. <laughs> And I'd be shocked if it's not on your list too. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire by M Rice. Yeah, I've had a funny feeling that'll be on there. It was I read it do you know what? I read Lord of the Rings and I still feel like this was the first proper novel. First proper novel, yeah. I I really sat down, read and enjoyed and well oh, the first time it was a slug. Yeah. I was not really a reader. So I would get quite I found it quite a chore (laughs) the first time because of Anne Rice's writing style. It's not easy to get into her preoccupation with interior design over, like you know, the characters. But I love how you read Lord of the Rings,
1: where he has a uh, a fucking fetish for trees, onto (laughs) like Anne Rice, who has
2: a fetish for interior design. Again, I think the first time I read it was because you lent it to me, or you said to me you should read this because I was like, (laughs) I'm looking for books to read. I don't, I don't think you realised what I, <laughs> a primary school <laughs> reader I was at the time. Well, I read this since I first read uh, Interview with Vampire in secondary school. So. Yeah, but you, you you were always reading, like, four years above everyone else. <laughs> the joys <laughs> of being such a nerd. Yeah, um, But I just, I fucking love this book. I will read it again multiple times before I die. It's atmospheric. It's about vampires. It... I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> it's got underlying like Homoerotic sexual tension. No, I never
1: really It's not really underlying, is it? It's it's right there on the surface. first time It's throbbing with veins. <laughs> I, I didn't even realise it was there the first time already. To be honest, neither did I, but I, yeah. was, I was 15 years old. I so. was young, and, you know.
2: <laughs> that I, went over my head. Me too. I was just like, oh, they love each other like friends, like really good close <laughs> friends. And now I'm like, just like... Alexander the Great. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I watched that show I and mean, it was really fucking good. It is supposed to be really good. It is really good. I mean, Especially if great. you're not homophobic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, just all round, if you want to know how much I love this go listen to the episode because we did a whole episode on it and I had actual notes to tell you why I loved it. Now I can just tell you, I fucking love that book. And yeah, it's again, what I will say is it's one of the books that I would say is a true piece of art because it made me reflect on who I am Mm. and it made me question who I am. And then it changed my personality (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't want to be Louis anymore. (laughs) It's funny you should have that as your number two,
1: yeah. because my number two is the sequel to that book, okay. The Vampire Lestat, Which by Anne Rice. an honourable
2: mention from yeah. me. Yeah,
1: I did think that when you said that, I was like, oh, I'm not going to mention this. So it's the second and arguably best instalment in the seminal Vampire Chronicles, introducing properly the irascible Brat Prince Lestat de Lioncourt. Uh, here we get the history of the monstrous Lestat we see in Interview with a Vampire yeah. uh, and discover how he becomes that monster and discover there's so much more to him than we ever suspected as he tells us what happens after his last encounter with Louis, uh, very cleverly written as a memoir and laden with foppery violence and sexual tension.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this one because I, I really struggled with Interview. I've read it several times over the years. Like I said, first time I was like 15 or something. Most of it went over my head. Yeah, snap. Um, Rereading it subsequently I'm like god damn they've got such a hate boner for each other yeah. um and then obviously you get to Vampire Lestat which introduces Lestat riding a motorcycle through the old quarter of New Orleans in leather and you're like wait how did you get from there to there so then we go back and we get to see and then we get to see him like for centuries before interview happens he kind of briefly skips over he mentions it and you get like a couple of pages discussing what happens in the interview and it turns out the stat is absolutely nothing like the Lestat we meet in interview.
0: No,
1: he was going through a, uh, it was going through a Reggie phase, yeah. basically where he was a grumpy arsehole for like three hundred years or something. Joy of being a vampire, I guess. Got um, eyed three hundred years. <laughs> <to be gone>. <laughs> <laughs> I when I this is one of those books I can't read on its own. If I'm going to read Vampire Lestat, you have to also read right after it, Queen, Queen of the Damned, the Damned, because they are effectively one book split in half. Yeah, but. It's one of those massive ones where this book is like seven, 800 pages. Mm. So they split it in half because America. Uh, so you get two books out of it instead. Um, but yeah, I absolutely fucking love it because Lestat is one of my favourite characters. Of
0: course. Of, like, of
1: all time. He's, he's brilliant. I absolutely love him. He's, the, he's the character, one of those characters you love to hate yeah. um, because he's a massive dick. Yeah. But at the same time, he is aware that he's a massive dick. And doesn't want to be a massive dick. He's
2: trying to be a better person. In interview he's a massive dick. Oh, he's just a horrible creature. In the Vampire of the Stat, you kind of you you learn to understand him a bit more and you, yeah. that's when you realise like he he's a bit of a dick, but it's not his fault.
1: It's not his fault, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't want to be that way, and you get he's another character who evolves and, and the whole
2: series pushes forward. What I would say is if you read interview first, then you read The Vampire the Stat. When you go back and reread interview, oh yeah, it's a far different experience.
0: It's a
1: completely different experience yeah. because you know Lestat. Lestat's the only, one of the only uh, Lestat and arguably uh, Armand yeah. are the only characters you really get to know uh, in there because Armand gets like a book and a half or two books d- d- uh, devoted to him. Lestat gets fucking loads. Yeah. Uh, Louis only gets interview, which is the shortest book yeah. in the chronicles. Uh, but you go back after reading like, like say uh, Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned and you've got this whole insight into him and you're yeah. kind of like oh that is so Lestat that is such a Lestat <laughs> thing to do and you can always read his, monolo- his inner monologue while he's doing it and it's like oh, it just makes it so much better
2: um, so everyone should go and read that because gay vampires are cool yes they are <laughs> but I've, I just noticed that look in Ash's eye <laughs> that I, I say, got when you two start talking about <laughs> it's like, what okay? They're going to talk about gay vampires for a bit. I'll just sit back. That's what my number one. Neither of you know anything about. I so. was going to say yeah, it's like you're the only one at the table. It's like no, I'm just worried. I'm like, doing like, well. I'm like, I'm like, yeah.
3: how many books do I need to buy? Because I'm like, I <laughs> just mentioned like, so you got interview with the vampire anyway, and then what was the so vampire the Star Alistair, and Queen then of the Queen of the Damned, Queen of the Damned. So as a, they're, they're effectively, sort of a trilogy, a sort
2: of a trilogy, yeah. 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 I mean, you don't need to buy them. I own them. I can okay. lend them to you. Yeah, okay.
1: borrow them because it, they may be the sort of book that you read once and they're like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> oh, really? I know people that have read it and like, okay, yeah, well, that was that was certainly a thing that happened, and we'll never read it again. Oh, there, there are. I also know people who are obsessed. So, do you, think it,
3: do you think there's any middle ground, or do you think it goes either way?
1: I, I from what I've seen, it goes one way or the other you'll, no, you'll no, either love it, it and we'll yeah. reread them re- relatively regularly
0: mm.
1: or you will read it once and never again <laughs> I, uh, Interview's more flexible because interview is an easier book to read yeah, than the
2: others but, less gay as well
0: like, <laughs> far less gay far less gay, far less gay. <laughs> I
2: would say like that they are somewhat of a chore
1: it takes a little like I was saying earlier it takes a little while to get into the headspace of reading and am writing that's why again I tend to read them in blocks Yeah. because it takes a little while to get into it
2: and adapt your way of thinking to the way she's writing and they are they can be a chore the first time Yeah. But the second time you go in you, you know what to you're, expect you're, you're right? prepared so you're like okay also don't so read like, it if you're catholic
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like like seriously
2: if you're catholic just don't bother well, it's all you're going to have rhythm.
0: a
3: bad time yeah <laughs>
2: Um, you've got no more, right? No, I'm done. I'm I'm spin. Okay, so my <laughs> my number one favorite fiction book of all time is Porno by Irvin Welsh. Oh, it was not the first Irvin Welsh book I ever read. Don't worry, I want to make you cover it on the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there, there is a lot of like sex in it, so you might enjoy it. And <laughs> um, probably be a awkward to talk about on the podcast. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When she goes off and does that stag film, mate. That's how many wanks did you? Have? <laughs> Um, no, it's right or left hand holding the book. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read that. Be able to page your stuff together.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not the first Irvin Welsh book I read. That was Filth. This is the second Irvish w- Irvin Welsh book I read, and it's the first one with the characters from Trainspotting, So um, the characters we all know and love: Renton, <laughs> Sick Boy, Spud, and the psychopath known as Begbie. Um Didn't he do that uh,
1: stripper movie about the breakfast? Monty.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, again, a bit like Anne Rice, a bit like when I read Rogue Squadron. There's so much phonetically spelled oh Scottish yeah, slang, especially in like the books with these characters. Um, that it takes a little while for you to get like yeah. your head around it and to read it. Like, can I? And all these okay. other, all these other little yeah. things that are spelt phonetically, and you but within about three chapters, you think you're Scottish yeah, yeah. yeah. just internally Scottish right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it was the first I read filth, I enjoyed filth, but filth was at the time a one-off about a detective. It had like some of the chapters were written from the perspective of a tapeworm. one. So it was enjoyable when I but it wasn't like oh I have to go and read all of his other books. Yeah. And then one day I was in HMV looking for books <laughs> and Porno was there for about two ninety nine and I was like, I'll give it a go. I do love it when HMV do shit like that. And then so I read this and this is the one. This is the one where I was like, I need to go and read everything he's ever read. <laughs> and um yeah, I can't I'm not gonna sit here. I haven't got a blurb. It's just fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love it, and I will reread this multiple times before I die.
1: How 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 big is the book though?
2: How big? How many pages? Oh, probably somewhere around four hundred. Oh, rookie numbers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand page man. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's only read like five books. In yeah, five. I was going to say like yeah, it's a, <laughs> the, the longest quantity. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs>
3: if you
1: picked some some slightly smaller <laughs> books. Well, yeah, I mean, I could get some graphic novels, right? <laughs> 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 and we're, we're recommending Vampire Chronicles, yeah. none of which, aside from Interview, are less than 600 pages. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, well, my number one uh, is The Dragon Reborn by Robert Jordan, uh, which is another second installment in an ongoing, not ongoing anymore, it's now finished, uh, another massive series. Uh, but the first book in the Wheel of Time series that I ever read all the way through. Right. I had started reading book eight. My dad was reading it at the time because someone had bought it for him, and it was this awesome big hardcover one with the dust cover, and it was beautifully illustrated with this winter forest scene with all these soldiers and stuff. I was like, damn, that looks awesome. I started reading it, and I was really fucking struggling because I'm like, what are they talking about? They're just making references and talking to characters and stuff in the world, which has been established over like the previous seven books. Again, all of which are at least, you know, seven to eight hundred pages. So there's a lot of world building being done. And I was like, Right, I was like, Dad, what the fuck is this? He was like, oh, if you're going to read that. He was like, they were over there on the shelf. I went over there, and the first one I found was Dragon Reborn, started reading it. Managed to make up for the fact that I hadn't read the first book, The Eye of the World. Um, So it just had a massive, massive impact on me as a person. uh, Because it was read at a very formative time in my life where I was discovering the world and me as a person rather than the person I was at school and, and through college. I actually started to develop reading these books, and I was like, god damn, I could do these things? People do this stuff? I was like, huh, okay, maybe I should read more than just 200-page uh, sci-fi novels. Maybe I should read some other things. Um, in here, you have Randall Thor, the prophesied destroyer slash saviour of the world, who proves he is who the prophecies claim he is, and adopts the mantle of the dragon for the whole world to see. It's such a deep, involved novel. Uh, twining numerous story threads together to form something massive and engaging, all backed up by a world history denser, richer, and more consistent than any other writer. He approaches one of Jordan's foibles because some people love it and some people fucking hate it. Is the fact that he approaches this with the the uh, the nitpicking detail of a historian. Okay. All all of the nations in his world have these fully fledged histories going back thousands of years all of which and they, they're they all represented in the book uh, he's got this whole massive mythos going back almost to the creation of his world sort of thing um, and it's all there it's all consistent right from the very first book to the very end including all the spin-offs and stuff um, and I, this is the series that I have most recommended to people over the years especially if they're a, a, a fan of fantasy stuff
2: um, I mean it's how many you've never time? given me one of these books to read have I not? No. I'll lend you one. Like <laughs> so many of the books I've read, I'm like <laughs> Rooney really suggested this, and I really. Enjoy I just it. don't
1: get the vibe that you're into fantasy stuff, which is probably why I've never recommended it.
2: Come on, I love a bit of fantasy. I mean, there are this
1: fourteen. <laughs> Porno is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's fourteen volumes, uh, now two of which were written after the author died. Um, they were written by, is it Brandon Sanderson,
2: is his name? How comes?
1: Um, because the author died before he could finish them. But did the author
2: already know what the the, Yeah, he'd already the written
1: the, the notes and he'd done draft chapters for stuff. Oh, okay. And they basically drafted <laughs> in the other guy to finish Sick. it. Honourable mention. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I want Kenobi. Sorry. Yeah, I oh. absolutely love these. Sorry, Kenobi. Kenobi, yeah. Uh, I absolutely love this series. I would have read them more often, but there's so fucking many of them. Yeah. They, Some of them are emotionally battering. Okay. And they are, because you have like a book this thick where you get to learn, these, you meet these characters and then you see them really struggling to achieve something and then they lose all of that and they're suffering and you're kind of like, God damn, I can't stop reading now because you're having a really bad time so I've got to continue reading oh but the next chapter is talking about someone else who is half the world away so I've got to read that one to get to the next chapter to find out what happens and And these aren't like the X-Wing novels where you can just read them all in one sitting because they're fucking huge Um, but yeah that is my number one book Okay. and
2: everyone should go and read The Wheel of Time I've got 43 Discworld books to read but (laughs) (laughs) for another project so once I've done them I might do that <laughs> might do them. <laughs> but finally before we get out of here because I oh, feel they have like a graphic
1: novel as well *With the Time has a graphic novel I'd much rather read them all the novels. It's, like it's a prequel novel okay <laughs>
2: but right I feel like we are gone for nearly three uh, hours I will tell you how long we've been going for we have currently been going for two and a half hours quickly before I get out of here. Singer, whose ghost husband cheated on her. Oh, yes. Yes. Come on. Gets pied off by spirit of Jim Morrison.
0: What? It.
2: <laughs> Spooky singer, Bricard, who was briefly married to the spirit of a Victorian soldier called Eduardo, but dumped him after he cheated. Has been speed dating famous lost souls. <laughs> Fucking hell. Spooky oh singer, Bricard was ghosted by dead rock icon Jim Morrison during her search for a new soulmate. It hasn't put her off saying, I boo. So she went uh, to a seance at Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris where the doors front man Morrison is buried. Brocard hmm. said, I wanted to speed date a few famous lost souls. <laughs> I briefly stopped by Jim Morrison's grave, but the energy around her was blocked. I didn't feel anything, just intense emptiness. Brocard <gasps> did, however, manage to share a smooch with poet and playwright Oscar Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the, the famously gay Oscar Wilde. I felt a tingling in my lips and ear. It was mildly erotic. This comes after former royal butler Paul Burrell claimed his country house That's on Chester Burrell. is haunted uh. by the ghost of Princess Di.
0: <laughs> 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 this just keeps giving.
2: this oh. is why we ended on it. Uh, Burrell 65 made the shocking claim about his home in Chester earlier this week. Even though he didn't move in until 20 years after Diana died... <laughs> <laughs> Burrell and his partner Graham made a call to paranormal experts after reportedly spotting ghostly figures I must have missed that call (laughs) Um, (coughs) the house which is set to feature in an upcoming episode of Celebrity Help, My House is Haunted um, has more links Ah. to the royal family than just one of its residents it has been revealed Cooper, a retired lawyer actually bought the house from a close friend of Queen Elizabeth um, Timothy John Edward Tolmash, the fifth Baron of Tolmash. Cool. Uh, would you <laughs> would you prefer to date Jim Morrison or Oscar Wilde? Oscar
1: Wilde, yeah. absolutely. Man, you know, Jim Morrison. Oh, Jim Morrison. I mean, both of them are narcissists.
2: He's the Lizard King. Yeah, <laughs> he can do anything. I think he would just annoy me. I think that's the only thing he'd do. He would. Yeah, there's a, he'd spend a lot of time just kind of like fopping about, and that would make you jealous, right? Yeah. Uh, Oscar Wilde mm-hmm.
1: wrote fucking one of my favorite books, so you didn't say it in your list literally honourable mention I
2: oh, know <laughs> right seriously though who does Bricard think she is she was married to a Victorian soldier and now she thinks she can get A-list celebrities Right Bricard she, if I sound frustrated it's because she still hasn't reached out I was going to say <laughs> yeah. uh, she's
3: gone all the way to Paris yeah. no um, I'm right here so, Girl, close. so come on closer.
2: he will whisper in your
1: ears make them tingle and it'll be faintly erotic <laughs> but he won't he won't fob you off I come mean on. unless that's what you're into Reguardo oh Reguardo here his <laughs>
2: door not... is wide open. Yeah. Well, I'm not even dead. He'll drive you, Oscar, wild. Right, De- right. This is another question, but i going to throw it out. <laughs> top three dead celebrities you want a speed date? This is something that other people think is about.
3: This the thing? <laughs> Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad I'm not the only I'm one like, taking. Completely... I'm like, hold on a minute. This would this this qualifies almost for a top
1: five this list. This is a top as five as a list. Dog. You can't just throw that out at the end of an episode when we've all been going for two and a half hours. How
2: how cool would it be to communicate with a ghost of Diana? We could get all kinds of inside info on the blackmail... uh, Sorry, to blackmail the royal family with her. (laughs) That would be pretty cool,
1: actually. Although so many people have claimed to speak to her over the years. I, w- I would prefer to talk to old Queenie herself oh, yeah, and get so the inside fun. scoop that way. Yeah, uh, course, She knows everything. Of course we sent the fucking paparazzi to crash her in that tunnel, snooty little bitch. I showed her, didn't I? <laughs> like,
2: are you <laughs> match? <laughs> right, last question before we get out of it. Where do you think brocard's going next? Your house. I really hope it's your <laughs> house. house. Bracard, was... reach out. He's right here. I am. I'm not dead. In the flesh. In the flesh, so to speak. I won't ghost on you. I won't cheat on you. You None don't have that. to go to cemeteries for him to lick your ear. No. I mean, just, what is wrong? Just, he's right I mean, unless he wants to. I mean, are you, yeah, he'll if bang he you in the to, cemetery. I'll bang you in the cemetery and lick your ear at the same there time. There we go. Come on. Even, I might even listen to some of your music. <laughs> Maybe <laughs>
1: where you take, a, take your phone with you and just, like, play the music in the background. Like, <laughs> I know where she's going next. She's going to get one of them little submarines to go down the Titanic.
2: See if she can hook up with those uh, millionaires that got squished. (laughs) Find what you love.
0: Believe in it. Positive things will happen. Happy Valentine's Day, Mm. bitches.